Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome back to another episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the hour, uh, Scotty... I was going to say Scotty Wrestling. Uh, it's okay. Somehow I get called that more than I get called my actual name nowadays. I, I just tweeted out the, the link to the thing, and I was just like, Scotty Wrestling, Scotty Edwards, Scotty yeah. Edwards, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. It's, you know... Do you prefer to be I, called Scotty Edwards or Scotty Wrestling? You can call me whatever you want, really. If I cared, I would stop changing it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I am doing great. We're about to talk about professional wrestling. My life could be a lot worse than that. So, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's been another another solid week in the the grand old Nightsy household. Uh, I finally, I, I, I've been working from home for the past couple weeks, and I finally went back to the office. And boy, howdy, uh, I have, like, my own desk and everything, and it's terrifying. I have, like, responsibilities now, Scotty. I don't know if you, you have responsibilities, but I have responsibilities now at, a, at an office where I have to work with people. It's so weird. People. <laughs> Boo, people. Boo, people. I'm working. People. Oh, man. It's good. Are they good people? No, yeah, it's a good office environment. It's just so like I, I last year I I work in the film industry. I think I told you this before. You've told me. Uh, I don't know if you've told the Twitch viewers uh, at home. I don't know. Well, I work in the film industry. I work in accounting, so that's always exciting. But last season, I was just like a clerk, and now I'm like higher up. So there's someone underneath me, and I just like feel weird asking them to do anything. Because I'm like, I were you a couple months ago, <laughs> so I don't want to ask you anything. <laughs> like, can you get me post-it notes, please? <laughs> I need post-it notes. Can you get me post-it notes? Nah, wow. Wait, hot start. Hot start. The episode. <laughs> we're talking about post-it it's, notes. This is an early one. We're recording this earlier, like a whole hour earlier than usual. Eh, what does it matter? I'm just gonna always be tired. That's that. That's why anytime you ask me a time, I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> the eternal struggle. Scotty's always tired. That's his Hulk moment. He's always tired. Well, I'm always angry too. So that I already oh, have the Hulk. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this podcast is gonna turn to Scotty's therapy sessions. 
Um, Please don't do that. <laughs> um, well, let's hopefully we'll wake ourselves up with our great topics today. Uh, what we're going to talk about, uh, of course, stardom still having their five star Grand Prix. I would say maybe are we? Are we? I think we're almost halfway point. Two weeks um, from today is the final. Two weeks from today is the final. So okay, so probably the halfway point uh, of the final. It's weird because like some wrestlers have hit seven. Mm-hmm. Some have only wrestled four. Um, Takumi Roja, I believe, is at four now. For example, Omega's at five. Yeah, it's it's up and down. But yes, but. We have some unfortunate news um, from the stardom world, which makes me sad every time I think about it. And we'll we'll uh, get we'll certainly get to that. Um, yeah. We also have the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor preview. That pay per view is happening this Sunday for Ring of Honor. Big show, big and, show. Uh, but we're going to start off here with the kind of a conversation topic uh, that I wanted to have with you. Uh, obviously, you know we we you know if you listen to our, our first ver- very first audio, then. You know, kind of where we stand on AEW and WWE main roster and all that jazz. Um, you know where we kind of like stand on. Uh, you know, if you've listened to the past couple weeks, you know that we've been basically talking about AEW f- for every week because they've had like a huge moment every single week, practically in the wrestling world. And so I kind of just want to like have this conversation with you, Scotty, because it's just sort of like what. I'm just looking at everything that AEW is doing. And I'm looking at what WWE is doing or attempting to do. And I am just, I, I'm just confused, concerned for WWE. Cause I don't know what they can do. You know, like, I don't know what, what other chips do they have to put in, like put down de- of the cards to put down. Do they have anything else under their sleeve? They bring in Brock. They brought in John Cena. I'm, I, I don't know. What do you what what can WWE do at this point to try to catch up? Because it feels like AEW every week is breaking new records on t- pay per view, television, all these things. What what do you think? Just right off the bat, what do you think that is WWE like dead in the water here? What what, what are we talking about here? WWE can never be dead in the water because at the end of the day, they still have some of the you know most talented wrestlers in the world like Mm -hmm. end of story they still have the talent um first step though i think is to just keep doing shows like you did on friday i thought smackdown overall was one of the best shows they had all year um you have the special ability to have the once in a lifetime uh unmatchable brock lesnar on your roster and I know, like, a lot of people don't enjoy him and they get angered by his part-time status, whatever it may be. But Brock Lesnar, until the day he goes away completely, is the box office attraction of professional wrestling. And I think bringing him back, one, was a good step. I thought it was a necessary step for them. I mm-hmm. always did. Mm-hmm. Because he is what sets them apart from, say, an AEW. Because AEW is the professional wrestling company right now mm-hmm. in the world like that is the company to watch great matches and great promos and but wwe can still do that they can still have great matches there have been multiple times that you and me have talked where we've talked about great wwe matches like they don't have the inability there mm-hmm. um, oh yeah 
I think their number one thing is you have to let the talent be themselves and breathe again. Like that's how you can fix WWE. It's never going to happen because until Vince McMahon's gone, it's just not happening. And even then, you know, I think that's also part of my concern is just, you know, we say until Vince McMahon's gone, which at this point he's going to live another hundred years. Um, Oh yeah. But then it's like, you know, we all sit here thinking, you know, oh, Triple H is going to be the next guy that comes in. You're right. At this point, that's up in the air, I would say. You know, that that's real up in the air at this point. Because not, mm-hmm. not only with the whole NXT and how everything fell apart for NXT there, it's almost like Triple H is not even in good hot water. Are we, if, you know, if Vince, you know, croaks, I knock on wood, nothing happens, obviously. Uh, but if Vince croaks like tomorrow, you know, wh- what happens? What happens to WWE? Is there Tony Khan production? Are we confident that he can... Does Tony can't even care about what's happening on television, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's frustrating. It's so weird because there's so many. Ta- this is a big thing I always say about WWE. There's so many talents in that company still that I love. Like that mm-hmm. is that is why I keep my tabs. I because there's I, you know Roman's a company guy, but I still I love Roman. I think what he does in the ring. Like I was saying this week, I was like, man, Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega would be insane because we're getting Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega probably soon. And I was like, you know, just thinking of matches that I didn't think we were going to see. That was one of, well, I definitely don't think we're ever going to see that, but there's this thing for me that you have the talent to be good. You have the talent to be a good wrestling show, but until you embrace that you are still professional wrestling, you're never going to get to the point of being entertaining on a week-to-week basis and breaking records again. That's just not going to happen. The only way you break records, unfortunately, is when you bring in The Rock, when you bring in John Cena. Like I believe they reported SummerSlam was the most watched SummerSlam of all time. I honestly believe that because, one, it was a major show and a major venue. Two, it was the first, I feel like that was their WrestleMania this year. Um, oh, and yeah. three, you had John Cena in the main event, and that's just going to always bring more eyes. But to continue, you know, be breaking records and putting on shows that people want to see, you have to let the rest of your roster do something. And it's just ridiculous how much talent they have. Like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, for example, they haven't had anything for. Uh, months yeah like to say anything of like realness for months and to and if you put them in AEW tomorrow they're main event stars like that's that's my whole point here like you have these guys you just have to let them do what they do best and i still think those two are two of the best in wwe when they actually do something that's how good they are it's also very ironic that you bring up those two guys because you know that was purposeful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I figured as much, but like with the whole news about like Kevin Owens potentially, potentially you know leaving WWE, Sami Zayn's contract ends up this fall at some point. It's just all concerning. The reason I bring this whole up is there was a tweet uh, from at Alex Green underscore Greenlay uh, talking about just the successes of another hot week for AEW, best pay per view they ever did, two hundred thousand plus pay-per-view buys, the biggest for a non-WWE promotion since 1999. 
Uh, and even then, like it was, I think it obviously pay per view numbers for WWE are way down, but pre network, um, there was a couple pre pay per views that were sub two hundred thousand um, pay per view buys. They get signings from Soho, Danielson, and Cole. Second biggest viewership for Dynamite at one point three two million viewers. The women's matches on Dynamite um, and the previous Rampage, and I'm interested to see the results of the Rampage from just uh, last night for us, uh, with the highest viewed matches, uh, hi- highest have, viewed segments. I have a gripe about Rampage. Oh, I, I, well, I can't wait for that. Uh, and they also, this week as well for Dynamite, beat WWE Raw in the 18-49 to 49 demo in the same week. We're not talking male. We're not talking, talking you know, olds. We're talking key demo, 18 to 49, beat WWE Raw, uh, which was another milestone for AEW. And it's just like the, the, the sky's the limit. What's that? It made me very happy because, one, Dynamite has been better than Raw for pretty much since it started. Mm-hmm. And I, since it started, I don't know why I say pretty much. I, can, I can't name like one time Raw has been better than AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Even when Dynamite's been bad, I just can't name a time. Um Two, that's I, I feel like that's one step into making them understand, listen, this is competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you need to fully embrace that eventually because AEW continuously is putting on great shows, must-see product. Like, there are so many people watching AEW now that weren't watching wrestling a year ago. Yeah. And that's just such a beautiful sign. Like getting to 1.3 million overall is huge. Getting to 1.5 during a segment is huge. Like they're only going up. Yeah. And, you know, you'll have your some weeks where they shoot back down. That, that happens. Sure. But there's so much exciting things going on. And listen, they don't even have Hangman Page on TV. They don't have Cody on TV. Mm-hmm. Like those those two have been two of the cornerstones of AEW since the beginning and they're not even there. Yeah. So like they have and they're going to keep bringing people in. Like I hope people understand. Tony Khan has said multiple times, if there's a fit, he's bringing them in. Yeah. There's no he said it before like in the NFL for the Jaguars, there's a roster cap. You can't exceed a limit. Uh, salary cap wise wrestling there's nothing <laughs> if i if i can pick up whoever i want i'll pick up whoever i want i don't blame them i think it's the no, right I, move i mean lee moriarty i think is the perfect look at that because one great professional wrestler guy you can i don't think he needs to be like in the main event right now but it's like he's a guy you can build it around moving forward he daniel garcia like those yeah that that is something he has said on uh, one of the media calls and in like multiple interviews is that I'm going to keep adding young talent because at the end of the day, it's all about having that next wave of talent. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has the punks and the Danielsons right now, but they're not going to be around forever. And you need to have the talent ready. I think Darby Allen's growth from where he started to where he is now yep. is the perfect example for how Garcia Moriarty, um, others like that can build their way up because those two are absolute studs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Garcia is already, you know, doing huge things for them. So it's not even like it's going to take a while. Yeah. I think Moriarty was just a great signing overall. I just want to quickly say about Moriarty. He has, to me, 
not like the same like enigma energy but in an artistic sense a very similar darby allen energy to me like like both guys know their character Mm -hmm. they know who they are what they're doing they have their aesthetic down perfectly they both understand i was able to watch like a a moriarty promo Uh, i think someone put in our slack for count out and i was just like this guy gets what he's trying to do, and it's just like, I did, what a pickup! This is the pickup. Mm. If you if they they do it right, he can be another sort of Darby star, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, yeah, as much as much success that AEW has, obviously there's some hiccups as well. Um, you know, there's gripes overall. There's you know, despite the women's division having the highest rated segments in like three of their last four shows, I think. Um, well, this past week was a little tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Um, but it's still, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of gripes for women's wrestling in AEW. And I think that's obviously one of their, you know, biggest growth points, uh, on their product. Um, what are, what are some thoughts on failures for AEW? I guess. Does that Uh, include Rampage last night? I, oh, well, Rampage wasn't a failure because I actually like two thirds of the show. It's the third part that I was like, why is this happening? Why is this the end of the show? Who cares? Like, this is only the end of the show for Cincinnati and literally (laughs) no one else. Um, But first off, I think my my it's not really a gripe, but I think it's telling. Um, So someone asked CM Punk about the ranking system in AEW. And he said, I don't really know how I feel about that. And I think a lot of us can agree. Like we still don't really know how to accept it because a lot of the times only one person matters in the top five or no one matters in the top five. Like Hikaru Shida has been in the top five of the women's division since pretty much losing the title yet. We have not seen her on Dynamite once, not once. We, she was in the turn. Uh, she was in the Casino Battle Royal, got eliminated in like seconds unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. And if you if you asked a normal AEW fan, n- n- like not the super diehards, whatever, like uh, when's the last time Hikaru Shida wrestled? They would probably have no clue because there's a very little chance they're watching Dark or Dark Elevation. I, I think that's clear for still a lot of their fans. Like they hit like 400,000 views maybe a week, mm-hmm. but that's not a lot compared to dynamite rampage on just the night of al- the first night alone, you know, like for viewership. So like, I guess the rankings are like my one little critique, but at the same time it's different and I still think they're figuring that out. So I'm not going to be like, you know what? They need to get rid of them or the show's ruined. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, the only, th- I think the only thing that those rankings affect are the women's division. Because the tag team ones are just absolutely ridiculous. Like, none of them make sense. And the men's one, they usually do big singles matches with those top five. Mm-hmm. And the top five also includes, like, Powerhouse Hobbs, which I love, by mm-hmm. the way. I don't want to shoot at Powerhouse Hobbs, but, like, it seems more names enter the men's division than anything else. The tag team division put Butcher and the Blade back at like number three this week, yeah. despite not wrestling all year. Uh, so like, it, it just doesn't make sense. And you need either you need to find a complete understanding of all three, not just the men's 
or just get rid of them because they don't and i think keeping records and stuff is always cool i agree they don't necessarily having a rank of number one doesn't necessarily enhance the product yeah that's actually uh, goes right into one of our questions uh from ashley or, or lovely ashley at the kittens paul on twitter why do they keep denying Orange Cassidy any championship stuff when he is continuously the number one contender? Uh, I think that's also a great point while you're talking about the rankings, especially for the men's singles rankings, is that it, it sometimes it feels like it gets ignored. You know, obviously, obvi- and here's also the problem. I think the issue with the rankings and these new signings is that yeah, the rankings right now dictate that like Orange Cassidy versus Omega should be probably the next match. If not that, maybe, you know, because they sort of beat him before. If not that, maybe like a Hobbs, maybe like a Jungle Boy or something. Um, but then you pick up a Danielson, and obviously that is the... No offense to Orange Cassidy, I would say Danielson <laughs> versus Omega is probably the sexier matchup here. Uh, how dare you how dare dare i how dare you (laughs) sir but it's just it's that sort of thing and and that's where i also feel in the same breath is that like the women's division is obviously motivated by rankings which is nice i like to see that but then sometimes that doesn't work because it's like oh chris statlander is the number one contender she's going to take on Britt baker at the pay-per-view and it's like Cool. Well, I didn't see any of that build on Dynamite. You can only check it out on Dark from her winning matches against like jobbery kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets a pay per view match with no build, and then they have to figure out the build after the fact. Um, I got a, I got a good example for you. Mm-hmm. Why has Thunderosa of all people not, not been like you know what, Britt Baker? We should probably have a match because one. I've beaten you. Yeah. Two, I've been number one or two since you won the title. Like, I think that's the perfect example. Uh, But, you know, I'll let you get back to the Orange Cassidy question. No, that's a perfect example. And obviously right now with the the women's casino battle royale with Ruby Soho, they found a way to get around, to stall that for a little longer. But, you know, it's like the things we have to do to get around the rankings sometimes. It's... And maybe that's the whole thing about the rankings is that we shouldn't think about the rankings unless they think about the rankings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's like, oh, we're just ignore it unless it becomes important to the story. Like, it's a storytelling device rather than a, yeah. a catch-all. And I think that's also the frustrating part is that, like, we made a whole deal about it when we started the promotion. And now it's like, you know, it's maybe just ignore it. You got CM Punk when your top guys being like, ah, I don't know about this thing. You got... Danielson Omega on the horizon potentially. Maybe that's non-title. I don't know, but that Danielson's nowhere close to the up there in the rankings. Um, hasn't even wrestled yet. Um, if, if they figure out a way to have like weighted matches in a sense, like oh, if you beat someone in the rankings, it means a lot more than when you beat a jobber. Then that'd be one. Th- no offense to those, they're not jobbers. They're just wrestlers who are young and. They are getting a payday. They're not trainees, jobbers. because like that would be me calling Lee Moriarty one, and that's not true. That's fair. So that's like, fair. I take it back. I take it back. That's fair. Uh, but like the the rankings are like my one pet peeve because they they should somehow make sense, but at the same time they're impossible to make sense. Yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of frustrating how it's 
they're both they make sense they both don't make sense at the same time uh danielson omega i'm very excited for that i'm very excited to see how that comes out despite the rankings um do you think do you think that is well, for this conversation about what can wwe do is focusing on sort of like rankings and focusing on that sort of aspect you know whether or not they gimmick it do you think that's something wwe can do to make their product better maybe that's i guess the ultimate question can WWE be better if it acts more like AEW or if they lean more into what they're going for, which is big guys where the big boys play yeah, um, and just leaning more into that energy? You know, you know what WWE can do? I think it actually goes hand in hand with the rankings in a way is save big matchups. I think that's something that they have been doing terribly on television especially like you have damian priest and i'm not like the biggest damian priest fan by any means but you put damian priest versus sheamus on tv and then you do the match at SummerSlam. like you could have easily built that up you know old school way number one contenders match that he wins and then you get that match instead you're doing it multiple times to get to a title match Mm -hmm. that's not how you're supposed to do it and the matter of it all is that it just you need to fill three hours of monday night raw and two hours of smackdown so it's nearly impossible for you to hold off on all these big matches because you for you you don't want to embrace being like a dark elevation some weeks or even dynamite because once in a while we will get one of those helpful talents from dark elevation to go on uh go on aw and face thunder rosa for example like that is something we've seen on dynamite and saving big matches makes your pay-per-views better it can make your tv better and here's the one thing i think wwe still does really well when they have a story that they want to actually believe in it can still be good brock lesnar versus roman reigns right now money it's everything that good wwe can be because you have the paul Heyman effect you have you know just all these things that eat right into it brock lesnar's you know a farmer looking scary man like that just that just that alone should be money making but mm-hmm. then you have like the laziness of just bringing the demon back without any explanation. I hate and, that so much. Like, it's and so here's here's my. I love the demon character. Sure, but, but there was no break to me in all of this after seeing what Finn has done for the past year and a half, where he's like, "Oh, I need it now." Like it was just like, "Oh, I got beat up once and I'm pissed." So here we go. I lose like, one match and I'm yeah. like, oh, "I got to be the demon again." And I think Finn is a guy, like, I, I actually wanted to ask you this question. Sure. Uh, because, you know, we've had the Danielson and Adam Cole, which, you know, to me is two of the biggest potential names you could take from WWE that were potentially able to leave. So who to you do you think are – I actually asked this in the group chat, but I think this is a good conversation for the show. Sure. Is who are you know two or three people you think that could believably leave WWE for AW 
and be massive additions and actually cripple WWE because I think Cole and Danielson are exactly that. I agree. I, I definitely agree to Cole and Danielson. I you know not necessarily completely correlated with WWE, but I would throw CM Punk in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though he's obviously hasn't been in that company <laughs> for seven years. Um, um. I, I think a Finn Balor type can do so. I the the problem with Finn Balor though is crippled double WWE. I don't necessarily think so because I don't. To be fair, to be honest, I don't think Finn Balor is that big of a character, important character for WWE. Right. I, I agree. I think the Demon is as important to WWE as Braun Strowman was. Uh, and you can maybe, <laughs> which is like, he's pretty important. We'll push him up. But at the end of the day, we'll just cut the guy. <laughs> so who cares? Wow. Ryan just pretty much said, fuck you, Finn Balor. You, you, you I think he's great. I think he's, look at NXT. Look at that NXT run. Top tier stuff the entire time. Gets up to the main roster and he's just immediately schlacked into the demon. So I would say Finn Balor could be something. <laughs> I think he needs to add though. It's a main event. Like you know match like it's not fair. like he's not in the main fair. event but i totally understand fair what you're saying. <laughs> um aj styles i think legitimately i think he could be a crippler um i think i think he could definitely do that i would put any four horsewoman any four horsewoman in yeah. into aew huge needle push for aew but just a big because uh, obviously WWE's main roster is just focused on the four horsewomen and we just write the stories around them. Yeah. So I think you pick up any of them. And I think, I think there is some legitimacy to at some point, one of the four leaving WWE and going to another, going yeah, to AEW bad. or somewhere else. AEW is going to get the one that nobody wants. <laughs> You can you can figure out who I'm talking about, <laughs> but I it's just I don't the 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 things that WWE need to do is they need to properly support their wrestlers right at the end of the day because there are like Daniel Bryan said or Brian Danielson at this point he likes working there but he still was like no nah, I think it's a good idea to leave. There are probably other people in that roster that's like, well, I like working here, but, you know, I can make the same money. I can maybe go out of my comfort zone, make the same money, work less dates for another company. I have already friends over there as well. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just go over there? You know, it, it's going to hurt right. them. I mean, whether it be going to AEW, whether it be even going to Impact, which they're more and more as... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't think anyone's like, you know what? <laughs> I need to leave here to go to Impact. I don't think anyone has ever said hey, that. Hey man, Rick Flair was like Rick Flair was like, I'm leaving WWE, I'm going to NWA with my boy Trevor Mur Murdoch, which was great. Um uh, that was a great Enjoyed moment that. from NWA. Um but it's like but what I mean to say is with as more and more of these cuts come from WWE, AEW is not gonna pick up everybody. Impact is going to get some of these signings. NWA is going to get some of these signings. Ring of Honor, baby. Ring of Honor. I don't know what you're They're, doing, baby. Come on, let's they, let's pick up some people. Added, hey, hey, they added uh, Jake Atlas and Tyler Rust. Did they? Oh, I didn't even see this. That that is a match for 
death by dishonor. Uh-oh. They made that a match. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I, I like I like both of them. I think they could actually have a good match. Like, no, that 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 E is I were uh, about to preview the thing and I had no idea uh, what was happening. The, so there's roster moves like that a Ring of Honor I think can make compared to AEW. Like they can bring in the Jake Atlas. They can bring in the Tyler Russ. Those are great um, picks. Perhaps by the, way. the Bronson Reed. Like guys like that that aren't necessarily going to move a needle or anything, but they're good additions for what i think ring of honor has in a good roster and what ring of honor can use i mean tyler rust in the in the in the uh, pure promotion right like impact like that's why we think uh bray wyatt would be a good fit there Mm -hmm. um and then you know nwa i'm not gonna say anything about them because mm, 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 they 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 pay tyrus uh fair that being said uh my one name that I think does cripple WWE besides the all the names you said, which were all agreeable, is Kevin Owens. I think he is the big name for a lot of people because what Kevin Owens has been for them is one, a top star since day one. Mm-hmm. Two, he has fit every single mold they need yeah. perfectly. Like He is the ultimate player in a sense. He can be a babyface. He can be the best heel. Like bar none he can be the best heel and i think his misusage or underutilization is what will one make him leave and two you know some of his best friends are in AEW, which is why him and Sami Zayn leaving together makes the most sense because kevin owens is a good example of you know what i love working for wwe i love what they've done for my family but i need to be a part of this that is, yeah. he is in the Brian Danielson situation. He's not Brian Danielson, but he's a step, he's just a step below and kill Dean Kill or Mount Rushmore, whatever you want is a wonderful idea and wonderful thing to think about when it comes to AW in, say, oh, I don't know, six months. It's also very funny that, like, the, they do the Adam Cole bit and that as soon as Adam Cole arrives, there's like news about, like, Kevin Owens contract coming to an end. Hopefully, you know he's kind of thinking about doing this. It's like, oh man, they the hype machine is is. I don't know if they're doing. I'm not saying that anyone's doing it on purpose. I'm just saying the coincidence is there, and the hype machine is back in back in rotation. Um, but that, that's also the point. What can WWE do? I think they got to make their roster happy to be there because now they're starting to lose people that even like like working there. Oh, you know what they need to do. They need to push a young upstart like oh I don't know Adam Cole. Oh wait, he's not there anymore. He the, the that news. I assume you saw that news about Adam Cole. That yes. news. <laughs> that news of Adam Cole being like, "Yeah, we're going to turn Keith Lee heel." Terrible idea. Poor Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. I think he could work as a heel, but I don't you don't do that. And then put Adam Cole a, it's it it just <laughs> but I think that and the, apparently the rumor was that this was Vince's idea. Like, it goes to show that, like, Vince has said that he, apparently, apparently behind the scenes, likes Adam Cole, yet he sees him as a manager. Like, it's like, oh, okay, so this is, that's kind of where we're at in this sort of, uh, this lineup. And it's just like, I don't, I, I'm concerned that I'm not sure there is anything left for WWE to do. Yeah. Okay. So with Keith Lee... I don't I don't know if they remember the last time he was on TV, but he was getting cheered 
like crazy yeah. when he beat Karrion Cross. Like they they mattered for a second. And I think Keith Lee's a guy that everyone wants to cheer. And like you said, the fact that they're even considering turning him heel tells me a lot about creative, tells me a lot about the blindness that they have as a company still. Uh, because Keith Lee, to me, was the perfect person to put into to strap the rocket to and send to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cole, I feel like we can all agree, was the perfect person to do that. I know a lot of people don't necessarily love Adam Cole matches, um, or at least Adam Cole NXT matches, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end more so than anything. I think we can all agree that, you know, him versus Gargano was pretty solid, and him versus Aleister Black is, you know, I feel like a lot of people forget about that match, him versus Ricochet. The list goes on and on of matches and importance that Adam Cole had. Um, but in the end, Adam Cole is a star. Like, his promos that he's been doing on AEW are all legitimate. He has been around for 14 years, I think he said, mm-hmm. and he has been at the top of every promotion he's been in. Like, there is a reason even NXT, like that's the that's the perfect note. He made it in WWE, like when NXT was still at its height. He was the world champion, I think, when they reached their most popularity. Of course, that ultimately faded, but that's not his fault. Like that, that's my whole thing. Like it's yeah. not his fault they faded, and uh, WWE has a lot of work to do. Um, turning. Keith Lee heel ain't the answer and uh, more Farmer Brock. There's, there's your answer. You just need more Farmer Brock on television. I'm interested in seeing Farmer Brock at least. I think I the ponytail man, the ponytail is just the it's killer. Amazing. I think everyone could agree like Brock just needs to do more things. Yeah. Because- I think I think Brock should grow out his hair longer. I want I want to see Brock with a full mane. I oh, think that yeah. I think that's the look. I uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Uh, th- th- is that what? Th- I don't. Know. I don't have anything. Um, I, you know, I think Brock. I think Brock is a good move. Uh, Rock, we'll see eventually. I guess. I don't know. I, I'm concerned about bringing back all these part timers because you know what they need to doing. learn. They need to learn to care when it's not WrestleMania season. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing for them, and they clearly do considering Brock is back now, and not Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, but that's a big thing for me. Always has been, and I think that's just you can tell you can yeah. tell if you if the people involved care. Or not. I like that's why I like that. In so sometimes I hate that AEW only has four pay per views, but that's because of a Danielson versus Omega situation where I'm like, okay, like I need to see this match on pay-per-view, but I don't know how you get to full gear without doing it because you've, you have done, you got to it on the very first dynamite. You were like, you know what? We're just going to send it. So like, that's when I complain that AW doesn't have more than four pay-per-views, but at the same time having four pay-per-views makes the product better as a whole. Yeah, and we still also on the horizon for AEW have those additional uh, TBS shows mm-hmm. um, or what is TNT shows. I think the they're special in... events. Yeah, we still have those on the horizon. So we'll see how that plays out as well. 
Um, well, let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, stardom still going on. We talked about it like halfway through the five star Grand Prix. If you don't know about Stardom, obviously, Stardom, that five star Grand Prix is sort of like the G1 climax, which is also announced recently. But Stardom's, Stardom's doing better. it first. Stardom's <laughs> doing it first. I guarantee you it's a lot better than watching Chase Owens. I promise. I promise. It is so much better than watching uh, Tamatanga versus even like Tanahashi. Tanahashi cannot save every match, people. Dude, you, you don't want to watch 20, 30 minutes of, of Chase Owens versus Toriano ever again? Um, I didn't because I heard about that, and I was like, yeah, not a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it was... Went I watched it. the main event. Uh, that's, yes, that is accurate. I, can't but I actually loved that main event because it was so quick. Yes. Uh, but Stardom, they are doing the Grand Prix right now. Uh, I have my current standings up to day 10. I know... They had another show for us this morning. Um, So I don't have those standings just in yet. Um, But I want to talk about those, what we have so far. Uh, Last time we kind of did a letter grade, but I think we should probably, well, I guess we'll get to it when we talk about the leaderboard. Um, So we just want to go go through real quick. We don't have to do letter grades, just like quick thoughts about all of these wrestlers. Yeah, sure. (laughs) What are you so down, Scotty? Because Julia's out. Yeah, I'm sad. We'll get we'll get to her certainly. I need to just say to everyone, like, first of all, watch Stardom. I can't say that enough. Two, uh, I I'm a very like big fan of women's wrestling, and you and me had this conversation yesterday of like, what's taking so long with yeah Western fans. Um, I don't have the complete answer, but I think you had the perfect idea of like the attitude era still is in a lot of people's minds, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but like, listen, these, these folks are putting on just as good matches as anyone in the world. Um, I don't think, you know, gender matters when it comes to great wrestling. And uh, my best example is you watch some of the top matches from this tournament and you will be believing how great they can be, but yeah, we can, uh, we can get to it. Um, let's start off with, let's start off at the bottom of the leaderboards this time. So we're going to start at the bottom of the red block. I believe the red block is the B block. I think, um, uh, it's just the red block. Yeah. There's no B or A cage match has an A or B and sometimes, and that's, that's trying to de- oh, define well, cage matches fault. issues. Uh, so starting at the bottom, uh, maybe, maybe obviously or not Fuki can death uh, at the bottom of the uh, leaderboard for a block. Or red block, sorry. Uh, I, I, I Fugigan Death is a perfectly fine wrestler to be put in all of these spots. It's, I, it, I'll say it. I enjoy Fugigan Death more than I enjoy Toriyano. Um, because I think Death does. I thought you were going to say something totally offensive to me I when you think, said it. <laughs> I think Fugigan Death is better than Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I think I think what Death does in the role to me is way better than Yano. And I think mm-hmm. not only does I think Death do the role better, but I think the constant like evolutions of the Death character yeah. uh, helps these sort of spots. Because, you know, it's not just always the same thing. Now it's sort of this, this sad clown motif that I'm really enjoying. That smokes in the middle of the ring. I, I love the N- Natsupoi <laughs> spot where Natsupoi grabs yeah. a water gun and spreads out the face. Yeah. 
see like see my big thing with like stardom is that you can get like these very entertaining not so serious matches and then you can get the serious matches as the show goes on and i think yeah. fuki Fuki death is the perfect example of getting that i agree but yeah um, and it's funny, uh, I don't know how many people know this, but like the wrestler that is Fukigin Death is Kaori Yoniyama, who's actually like insanely good at the wrestling part of all this. Like she is so good, but in stardom only, she is these wonderful death characters that are strictly there to entertain the masses in variously odd ways mm-hmm. whether it be death to death and then running into the corner and getting hit then getting angry and kicking the corner and it's just it's so much fun i should say also if we can get death at the bottom of the block with two points she has one win over himika a uh, bunch of losses a <laughs> bunch of losses but she got only four uh, at the time of day 10 four matches left to wrestle really three matches she'll get two free points from a julia match uh, we'll get to that more. Uh, next up, also with two points, actually defeating Julia herself during the tournament, uh, Saki Kashimi. Kashima? Kash- Kashima. Oh, I don't Kashima. know why I said Kashimi. Kashima. Yeah, like, uh, she's got a uh, win over Julia, and she's got about five matches left in the tournament as well. Uh, thoughts on Saki? I enjoy Saki where she is on the card. I think she's there to pull off an upset here or there with her revival pin. There's no complaints. Um, I have no complaints for anyone in this tournament. To be fair, I'm going to say that. Like, I think everyone fits a role um, rather well. It's just a matter of if they're being used correctly. Sure. And Kashima does not need more than like six points, so we are on t- on track to be in the right spot. I was going to say, do you think uh, who's going to think who do you think is going to be the bottom of the block, Death or Kashima? Because Death is going to get two more points and be at four after the Julia. Well, schedule i don't i'm not gonna spoil anything but um it looks like it could be kashima lower um well let's move next up going up the ladder here uh someone what we talked about last time was at the top of the leaderboard mina shirakawa uh four points she has a win over kashima and death so you know that's a good spot to be i guess uh with four matches left um where do you how do you think mina has been this tournament so far i have never ever ever like went out there and said i'm a mina shirakawa fan that being said she has had like three straight matches that have been good yeah if not really good like she's uh with starlight kid who i think starlight kid's just on another level from a lot of people anyways yeah um and julia i think she had some very good mat none of them are long like so they're very easy watches i think they're like the longest might be eight minutes um but very entertaining um she's kind of you know fighting with some fire that i've never really seen out of mina shirakawa and that's a good sign for her because i think anyone that follows stardom knows she's not going to be the wonder of stardom champion or the world of stardom champion. Like she's at the highest level she'll ever be at probably right now as, you know, one third of the artist champion. She was the future champion. So uh, good for her. Good showings. And that's all I can really ask for out of these bottom uh, couple. Yeah. She's a solid uh, prelim wrestler that if you give the tap on the shoulder, she can, this might sound like a weird comparison, but stick with me. I do this a lot, so you know I know I have weird comparisons. What did I compare? Who did I compare earlier? Uh, Yano and Fukigen Death. 
Uh, that no, but I feel like compare someone to Finn Balor, Braun Strowman. Finn Balor. Oh uh, yeah, you, no, the demon. I have Braun weird, Strowman. weird comparisons <laughs> here. Um, Mina to me is a lot like Taguchi in New Japan. Um, and the reason I say that is that Mina is going to be someone that's not necessarily going to be pushed all the time anymore. Um, she's sort of up there in age uh, for this promotion. <laughs> anymore uh for like a year (laughs) oh i know uh well i mean i mean i know what you mean in a wrestling landscape she had her push yes um (laughs) and she but despite all this this sort of things she's sort of the prelim kind of person you give her the tap on the shoulder and i think she can deliver a solid match you know like i really enjoyed that starlight kid match from her i thought that was she put in a great performance there um and I, i i just think that she is someone that you know, like I said, tap on the shoulder. She can step up and step into a spot. Mm. I, I don't. I don't think that spot will ever be like a world title run. But you know, I think she can. She can do something. Uh, if that happens, then something went terribly, terribly wrong. And that's not a shot at Mina Shirakawa, but they have so much talent right now that, like, if they went with her, I'd be like, "What are we doing?" That's fair. <laughs> Uh, Kaguma with four points has a win over Natsupoi and Starlight Kid as well. She's got a bunch of matches left, six matches in fact. We've barely seen any of her. Yeah, big time Kaguma. Kaga- uh, you just messed Kaga- me up. It's Kaguma. Ah! Uh, big, big time run coming in the next like two weeks. I think she wrestles on every show, which is kind of insane. Probably uh, has to at this point. Six matches, Jesus. That being said. Kagama has been a wonderful addition to their roster. Uh, she fits this the vet, the veteran bill really well, despite uh, not necessarily you know being there for the past five years. Like she just came back yeah. earlier this year, and I think she's only gotten better and better, and you know returned to form in a sense. Uh, her match with Julia, you know, incredible. Um, I think that was probably her best match in since returning to stardom Mm -hmm. and she has a big spot at the upcoming oh for those who don't know stardom's running osaka joe hall kind of a big deal um and she will be fighting the returning hazuki so that's a very big spot for her which is exciting Mm -hmm. uh but love kagama good run so far she's gonna have to start losing a bit because right now she's on tap to win the whole thing seeing that she has six matches left yeah but yeah yeah, she has potential to win it all. I mean, she's probably going to get a win over Death, I have to assume. Iwatani, probably not. Uh, Watanabe, probably not. But yeah, she's got as much matches as Aroha has. Uh, so I'm very interested to see where she goes moving forward. Uh, Himika, moving forward as well. Uh, four points. Uh, win over Shirakawa and Natsupoi. A loss to Death and Iwatani. What weird opposites there. Uh, she's got about five matches left. One of those matches being a Julia match. It hurts every time you say it. Uh, Hameka over the past year has ah, damn very it. much <laughs> has very much improved, and her improvement, especially in this tournament compared to last year, where I don't know for those who don't know, she got to the finals last year. Um, it's very great to see because she's a very unique styled wrestler for them. Um, she's. Her nickname is the Jumbo Princess, so she is, you know, like one of the bigger uh, roster members. She's very tall. She's very tall. And she wrestles at a speed with some intensity that I think is very good for her. And, you know, down the line, she could 
have one of those top titles. I'm not saying she probably will anytime soon because there's just, again, so many different people to go with right now. Yeah. But uh, she's had, she's had a good tournament um, since the Mayu match. My, my audition for a, a replacement host for five star Joshi podcast is not going well. Is it? <laughs> I'm getting all the names wrong. <laughs> It happens. We all get the names wrong. I called Gambare Pro. It's actually Gambari Pro the other day. Like it's whatever. It just happens. Yeah, uh, you got you got to hear it once, and then ultimately you'll get there. That's fair. Uh, Natsupoi with five points got a win over Watanabe and Death, uh, and three losses on her name as well. One draw with Starlight Kid. Again, Natsupoi has three matches left. One of which is going to be Julia. So we're going to see her at least get points. to seven points. Um, which would tie for the lead right now. Um, so can she get a win over Kashima and Shirakawa and turn it all around and win the whole damn block? Can she win the whole damn block? Not a chance. Can she get both of those wins? I think possibly. Uh, Natsupo is very good. Uh, if anyone has ever has not watched Natsupoi versus Tan Nakano from earlier this year, that's my recommendation. Or you could watch Natsupoi from versus Starlight Kid from whoa, two weekends ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Natsupoi is great, and I love Natsupoi. She's one of my favorite to watch. One of the most consistent wrestlers in the world in terms of you know giving it your all most matches, which is always you know something you can appreciate. Uh, good showing. She's not going to win the tournament, but good showing. Yeah, I think she's. Uh, I think she's done a solid bang up job. I think she's. We're obviously with three matches. or I guess technically two matches left. We're not going to see much of her left. So I'm going to kind of sad to see her go. I guess in that yeah. sense, because uh, I think she's been a great job all tournament. Yes. Um, moving right along, Julia. The big news, obviously, coming out of Julia is that she was injured. Uh, causing her to be out for I forget, I forget the certain amount of month time here. I believe it was um, it's seven shows, which is actually just the next two weeks. Oh, okay, um, for now, for now, we don't know any further. Fair point. Uh, but because of that, because of at least two weeks being gone, that means she's going to be out the rest of the five star Grand Prix tournament. So she officially ends at six points. Um, so obviously the, the bigger news here is not necessarily her performance, but her performance has been great. I think the bigger news is, um, one, uh, thoughts and thoughts on the injury thought. Hopefully, obviously we get better. Uh, but two also, what does this mean that Julia is now out of the tournament? Man, I've been spending like three days in a row talking to people about this. I've recorded things about this. If for, if if you didn't know, Julia was like the odds-on favorite to win the five-star Grand Prix. Go on to face Utami Hayashishida for the World of Stardom Championship and win the championship. So now that she's out and effectively eliminated, like she already has less points than people. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't know. I mean, it's easy to push off that match with Utami because Julia is the wrestler that if you had her come out and just challenge someone and say, "Listen, I want the match now." You would believe it because that's who she is, that's her personality. But but booking the rest of this tournament now is like what do, what do they do? Who do they go with? 
uh, because this is likely going to be the main event of Osaka Joe Hall. You're going to have Utami, who, you know, one of the best champions in all of wrestling. So that's not the worry. But the worry is how do you make a story that makes sense? How do you make a map? Oh, there is a story that makes sense. There is one story that makes all the sense in the world. If they don't go with it, I will be kind of shocked. But it's just really sad because I think Julia has long deserved um, this spot. Uh, She has become the complete wrestler that I think a lot of people wanted her to be. I know you enjoy her work for someone that doesn't necessarily watch every starter match, uh, but she's really good at dropping people on their heads. So what's not to love there? Um, Julia will be fine. I'm I'm sure of it. Uh, She'll hopefully be back when these two weeks are up. But, man, it really really upsets uh, me long term because now you have a booking problem of for those who don't know the finals happen the same day as the final day so whoever wins their block will then have a second match in the main event at Oda Ward to be crowned the five star winner and it was supposed to be Julia versus Momo on that last day which everyone firmly believed that would be the deciding match now that that's not happening. Momo gets the point uh-huh. and she's just fighting Hannon and Lady C. So unless Momo is going to win the damn thing, which I'm not a hundred percent sure of, you can't have her go to the finals after wrestling those two and lose, you know, like that, that can't be possible. Cause then she kind of looks like a jabroni after say Shiri or Takumi Roja kill each other because they're wrestling on the last day and then somehow beat the red stars block winners. So you have a lot of booking problems here. Um, but first and foremost, wishing Julia the best and uh, good luck to start on booking the rest of this. I firmly believe they can figure it out. Um, I have my own idea of what to do, but we'll get to it. Yeah. I think the most obvious pick is someone there. Obviously Stardom's going to have to pick someone else that's in the top three i don't think anyone i don't think nasapoy will have enough points to be able to get into the winning circle uh, so you got someone in the top three uh starting at number three i think a solid pick to maybe win the whole block here mayu iwatani six points as well obviously a win over julia natsupoy and himika 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 um uh while uh having five matches left all matches that she can more than likely probably win. Um, so thoughts on Mayu's turn here. And also the percentage chance you think that she can win the whole block. Uh, Mayu makes a lot of sense to win the block and lose in the finals. She makes a ton of sense because Mayu is one of the few wrestlers in the world, I think, that can lose a big match and not be affected because she's at that level of greatness um her versus starlight kid is the final day match which carries a lot of story but at the same time i think that should be the decider now that julia is out um instead of having momo look like a jabroni on the last day which i just don't want to happen as a momo fan mm-hmm. um i think that makes a lot of sense because you could send either one of them to the finals they can lose but if starlight kid gets to the finals instantly elevated like yeah that's that's the whole thing there 
Um, and if you send Mayu to the finals, it's Mayu. Like, that's not a bad choice ever. It's a safe choice. It's a smart choice. Two Mayu matches is better than one, in my opinion. So that is a good um, out for them in the blue, uh, in the Red Stars block. And especially a safe choice for main eventing Osaka Joe Hall. I mean, I mean, obviously Starlight Kid, oh, I think, she will do a great all, job. Yes. Yeah, I think Starlight Kid will do a great job. But if she wins it all, I think Mayu is a solid, safe choice to do Mayu versus Utami uh, at Osaka Joe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's only one match you should do in that main event because it just makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. But we will get to the Blue Stars block in a bit. Fair point. Um, uh, second on the leaderboard here for the red block, Starlight Kid. We just talked about her. Seven points here uh, with win over Kashima, Death, and Shirakawa. Uh, got a draw against Natsupoi. She's got three matches left. Uh, Iwatani, Watanabe, and Himika. Him- I'm never going to get it right. Um, Starlight Kid, possibility to totally win the red block here. She just has to beat... I think she has to beat... The three remaining favorites to represent the block, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, right? Does she have to beat all of them to win this thing? Uh, Maybe. Mathematically... It's tough, because everyone has like a, might... so many different left matches left to wrestle. She has to beat two of them. That, yes. I think that goes without saying. She has to beat two of them. Uh, she definitely has to beat Mayu, and then I think you could toss in either her maker momo and it will be interesting because she the beauty of starlight kid is she has the um high speed style like surprise pin like she has one of those now so that's how you can beat one of them very easily it doesn't hurt them you know uh starlight kid would be i think a great choice actually to make it to the finals it'd be a huge spot absolutely massive spot for her um so quickly but the way she's working right now i can't see her failing so yes if Starlight Kid, she's got seven points. If she wins all of her matches, she goes. She gets up to thirteen points total. Mayu, that's, that's Mayu, a winning number. Mayu has six points, five matches left. Mayu just has to win four of those matches to beat Starlight Kid, mm-hmm. and one of those matches includes Starlight Kid. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Could come down to that last day. Definitely could. Definitely could. I like the I like that idea of um, well, it's not going to happen if Starlight's the last match actually, because she just has to win four of the matches. Hmm. Well, I she can. She can, I think can she can easily. Mayu. I think Mayu can easily beat Death, Kashima, Shirakawa. <laughs> These are all point. Unless yeah, I mean, well, unless someone plays spoiler. Well, I'm not going to say anything. There we go. There we go. Um, going straight into the top of the leaderboard right now at eight points. Uh, Momo Watanabe. Momo, uh, match-wise, has six points, but I guess got those two free points uh, mm-hmm. with Julia out of action. Yes. Uh, Momo has four matches left. Starlight, Ko- Kagama, Shirakawa, and Heimeka. Yes. A lot of... A lot of intriguing ways to go with Momo because, like, clearly her being at the lead now one makes it clear she should probably be the block winner Mm -hmm. Um, but again it's that last day thing where it really changes how i personally look at it because unless she's winning the whole thing like that's fine if you're gonna have her do that match and then win the whole thing great but i don't necessarily think that's the case i don't think they run back utami versus momo right now uh 
it just doesn't doesn't make all the sense in the world but i would not complain if momo won at all seeing she is one of my absolute favorites um but there are matches in there that i could see her losing so yeah. that's very notable um and i think probably one has probably changed because she was probably going to lose to julia that last day so you know you can make the likes of a hameka beat her and no one will bat an eye yes i totally agree i think one of the um there's not many positives that come out of an injury obviously i'm not saying that i do think though that one of the positives coming out of it is that because it is an injury to julia someone that everyone pegged as a possible winner of not just the block but the entire tournament it to me makes this block the rest of the nights in this block super exciting must Mm -hmm. watch because it's like I have no clue. We could be getting spoilers left and right. Death could be going on a winning streak here. Did you hear that? Did you hear my cat there just now? Oh, I sure did. I thought someone got attacked. <laughs> Me too. I was like, Tucker, what was that? Tucker Tucker agrees. Tucker thinks that Death is going to go on a, a run here. Um, you know, so we could be see spoilers. We could be seeing like the tough booking options of going with one person versus another. I'm, it makes it all very, very interesting to watch, and for me, very, very much a must-watch opportunity here. It wouldn't be shocking if someone won this uh, block with five wins. Yeah, like that's that's how close I think we're gonna have to get down to it in the end. Uh, but yeah, exciting. Let's get to the Blue Stars block, which is the block with a lot of uh, potential now that Julia is out. Believe it or not. Correct. Uh, starting at the bottom of the block, of course, Ruaka, zero points. Uh, hasn't got a win yet, but obviously that makes sense. Uh, five matches left. Will Ruaka get one, or not one point, two points? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I think she fits her role perfectly in this tournament. She's had some good quick matches, and there's no complaint for me. She does She does her role well. Uh, Azame, two points. Kind of, I was kind of surprised you only got two points. I'll be honest. Um, <sighs> with a win over Shiri, um, she's got five matches left. I think she can definitely pick up some more points. But thoughts on her? Yeah, she's got to pick up a couple more points. She she has like been in the top like three before. I'm pretty sure in mm-hmm. terms of five star points are concerned. So like it would make a lot of sense for her to pick up a big win in the coming weeks as well as probably you know one over ruaka and then another over someone else so i think she can get to eight points and everyone can be okay with that i agree i agree i think i think a possible victory over nokano makes sense mm-hmm. i don't see yeah. her necessarily beating haya shishida no that Ru- would, no <laughs> no yeah no. ruaka no. obviously she'll get a point she'll get some points there konami maybe yeah, she could upset Konami, who just decided this past weekend she was God. Yeah, that that's that's my maybe. That's my maybe is ah maybe. I have, no, I have no idea what we're doing with Konami, but you know what? It's fine. Um, moving up the ladder boards. Speaking of uh, Konami uh, adjacent, uh, Takumi Oroha, four points. She has got a win over Micah and Nakano. Uh, lost to Konami. I was not expecting that loss there. Um, six matches left, so a lot more opportunities for her to climb the leaderboards, but thoughts on her so far in the three matches you've seen? Uh, she is just one of the best. It's just 
apps. She had complete she needed her knee completely like reconstructed and fixed like her knee blew out less than a year ago and now she's back doing what she's doing absolutely just murdering these poor stardom wrestlers and just moving on in her life like nothing happened like she's one of my favorite wrestlers because every movement she makes everything she does has meaning i think that's something that not a lot of wrestlers do like She's very, I, I tweeted out this week, like she's always moving in the sense yeah. that everything, she's always trying to do something. Uh, she's had a great tournament so far, and I think we have a potential match of the tournament on the final day uh, between her and Sherry coming up uh, because they, if you want to talk about two people that might kill each other, they are at the top of the uh, discussion for that, but great so far and she by all accounts is probably going to come in second or first i think in that block definitely has the possibility to do that before i mean six matches left oh geez definitely has the possibility to do that oh geez oh oh, oh geez uh unagi sayaka uh five points here she's got a win over azume and nakano uh she has a draw against micah um which that match was crazy to to watch. Um, uh, I I talked to someone that was like days removed from it, had no idea they went to a draw, and he was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> He's like, "Why did Why did she go to a draw with Micah?" Yeah, I was like, "Man, I don't know." I was I surprised know. by that. I love though that that image of Micah, just the mm. streak of yeah. blood coming from her mouth, almost like a yeah. grin coming from yeah. her mouth, upper upper almost that's hairline. Cause, that's because Unagi listened to me and added the big boot to the arsenal. She, <laughs> first first big boot she does and just absolutely destroys the poor woman's mouth. Oh my god, the reputation to the boot. Um, Sayaka, I think uh, she's got three matches. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong person. She's got four matches left. Um, I obviously she'll pick up some more wins against Ruaka. Can I don't know if she'll necessarily get into the top part, but I think she'll probably end up somewhere on the top half of the block here. Artem, aka Rossi Ogawa, loves Unagi Sayaka. People, you have to understand, she is going to win one of those top belts very soon. Uh, she she may not be the best in-ring wrestler, but everything she does, you can feel like she has that star power about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she can be annoying at times, which I think is part of the idea behind her. Like, the entire roster doesn't like her unless you're Cosmic Angels. So, like, that's an interesting little thing for me. Um, she's had a pretty good tournament, all things considered. Like, she's not the, she's definitely not the best wrestler in the tournament. She's probably on the lower half, but... You know, when it comes down to it, she's had some good showings. Um, I don't need another draw for her. We don't need more 20 more minutes of Unagi. And Shuri's probably going to kill her uh, tomorrow. So that's tough. I just want uh, Unagi to get draws from here on out. <laughs> Every match a draw, even Ruaka. Um, that just would be terrible. That'd be hilarious. What are you talking about? That'd be hilarious. Uh, Shuri! Ruaka! <laughs> <laughs> Shuri with also five points. She has got a win over Micah and Kamatani. Um, lost to Azume and Konami, but a tie, time limit draw to the champ, Hai Shishida. Shuri's got four matches left, so I definitely think she can get pick up some more wins. Um, thoughts on Shiri? More important, Mike. Uh, I don't know why I said Mikey. I think I did that last week. More important, Scotty. Thoughts on Shiri and Hai Shishida's match? This 
the match itself, uh, I think it, it's exactly what it needed to be. Um, so you're going 20 minutes. You are living up to a match that is in, like, the atmosphere of everyone wants to see what you can do. Like, there was a lot of pressure yeah. in that one. Yeah. And, you know, you have, you're going to go to a draw. You only have 20 minutes. You're not in the same environment that you were um, for the first one. All things considered, I think they did a very good job. It wasn't wasn't the best match of the tournament. wasn't anywhere close to their title match. That being said, um, it felt like a different match, like it needed to be, like more of a kind of a sprint. Like they opened up just absolutely destroying each other with four. I think it was forearms or something. Yeah. Um, and you know they had like a sick bump where Shuri went to kick Utami and just got caught in the outside for a nasty power bomb. Like these two get it, yeah, together. And this is where I say there has to only be one winner. I think in the five star Grand Prix now with Julia out, and it has to be Julia. Like after that match, they said, "Listen, we need to go to a no time limit." We have to have no time limit match. We need to decide this. We need to figure out who is the better one. And you have Sherry win the block. You have her win the tournament. You make that the Osaka Joe Hall main event. You have every possible eye on that match that you'll ever have possibly yeah. on your biggest show ever. Like yeah. that is what you're doing here. And I think that would be the best plan of action. Completely agree. I almost like it obviously wasn't the same match as the title match no. previously, but I almost felt like this match was a good like appetizer. Yes. For the yes. eventual match that we're all expecting will happen. I agree. They're gonna I, kill each other. I completely agree. I think I think the story of their matches is longer than twenty minutes. I don't think they can I don't think the story of their matches can be summed up you know, before 20 minutes. So a time limit completely made sense to me. I think Shuri 100% should be the winner here. Um, she's going to have, I mean, she's right now on these day 10 standings, the middle of the block. She's got four matches left. She's got to maybe has to win all of them. Uh, now, now if I look at the math, um, it's, it's going to come down to what they do with high Shishida and Aroha. Because, yeah, I don't know how many more people beat Utami. I think Takumi is actually a good choice um, because I think you could easily give her a title match and, you know, have her lose. Sure. But she also beat Tam. So then there's the aspect of, like, are you going to give her that title match? So it's it's a weird little thing there. Uh, but, yeah, um, Shuri pretty – I think she has to win out based off, like, the current booking. Uh, I actually thought Shuri winning this match would have been a good idea, but once Julia was announced out, that kind of defeated the purpose in my eyes. Like the draw made way more sense um, because now you go to that final match. Uh, they've entered like the New Japan style of epic. Like that's what they're going to do, and I think their first match was that style. But like now with no time limit, they're gonna go a long time. They are going to have a lot of pressure, but um, I think Shuri, of all people in stardom, 
are, is on a different level than everybody else, which is a lot to say. And Utami, I don't think, has had a bad title match outside of the unfortunate ending to the Natsuka Tora match, which is not really anyone's fault. It's just that happened the way it did. So very exciting to see how they get there, but sure, he has to win this tournament. I agree. Uh, speaking of Utami, she's next up on the block here. Five points. She's got two wins, uh, one loss, and one draw, obviously. Five matches left to go for her. So I, I definitely sure he's got to win a lot more matches than Utami has to win. Um, so I, there's, there's, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think there's at least two more losses for Utami coming. Maybe one more. I don't. I don't I don't know what you do. Yeah. Because they could go against, you know, traditional booking cuz Utami said if I win I'm picking Shuri. They could do that. They could have Utami Hayashida, the world champion, win the tournament, which is against every sort of booking that I feel like any company does when it comes to their world champion tournaments. But it'd be different and I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time why would you do it? <laughs> cuz what does that do for Shuri? You know, right, exactly. It doesn't and really do anything. Because then if, if Shuri gets picked, then beats Utami for the title, then Utami looks like a fool. Right, exactly. So it, I don't know who she... I think Aroha is a good shout for who she loses to um, in remaining for Utami because it's like, how, how do you get her to three losses? You need to get her two more losses if if Shuri is going to win out. What about What about Konami? Man, Konami really just said, you know what, fuck you all, I'm God. I mean, I'm Konami... Gonna, her... I'm going to beat the three favorites. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I get to, well, I guess we'll get to her, but I mean... It's... They did go to a draw, actually, like uh, two months ago. So that wouldn't be that crazy to have Konami beat her. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think if it, Konami is someone that, like, look, we need somebody. Yeah. If but, Konami beats her, though, we're going to have to get to the point of, like, you, you got to give her a title match. She beat yeah. the three, like, top dogs, which is insane. Completely agree. Um, that's a good shout, though. Konami. Yeah, Konami and Takumi, maybe. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think those are both good. It's them. hard to it's hard to have someone beat a world champion because then the other three for Utami are uh, Ruaka. She'll get the win. Uh, Azume, which not gonna happen. It could because of that the that could be a ties. That could be a fun upset. I yeah, guess, but then you have to give her a title match, and that's yeah. not happening. well. You don't have to give her a title match if she loses the title. <laughs> so this is this is true. This is true. Um, which has she beat? Uh, Azume did beat Shuri, so nobody never never never, never mind then. Um, that's the only win she has. Interesting. Um, Tam Nakano, uh, six points. She's got three wins, three losses, three matches left. So <laughs> Nakano right there for everything. Uh, her matches left are Hayashi Shida, Shiri, and Azume. Uh, thoughts on Tam's performance this, this five-star? That's how they're going to do it. They're going to have Tam and Hayashi Shida go to a draw, and then mm. Utami will lose one more time. That's how they do it. And then they'll have Takumi lose one more time. And then on the final day, it'll be Sherry versus Takumi to end it. And that's how you get to the finals. There we go. Tournament math, everybody. We solved uh, it. But uh, Tam's had an interesting showing in this tournament because I think a lot of us know 
she can be great, mm-hmm. but she can also not care and, you know, hold it back, which is fine because I think you don't have to go out in every single match. Uh, thankfully, she said, you know what? Takumi Rohat's worth going all out for. Uh, that was her best match of the tournament. I don't think it's close um, because I think her match with Konami was a little bit of a letdown, yeah. for example. Um, her match with Micah was probably her best match to date until Takumi. Uh, but Tam, you know, she'll close out the show well. I think she should lose to Izumi, and that way you give her title matches with Sayaka, maybe Kamatani again, but I wouldn't do that. Um, Aroha and Azumi, I think those would be good three um, before you maybe do the long-awaited Mayu Iwatani title match. I, you brought it up before, but I think the I, I like the possibility of uh, a title match at Osaka Joe between Nakano and Aroha. Mm. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. There's something about. I mean, you could probably do Unagi, but I think the Aroha match is. Probably do you like Aroha? Match. I don't know how much you've seen of her. I've seen. Uh, I I saw the her Mayu match. match. Mayu. Okay. I saw the Mayu match. Uh, There's two of those. I way. love that match. Of what I've seen for her so far, I'm kind of like okay. Which yeah. one? Did you, which one did you see? The uh, second or first from last year? Um, was it in the second half of the year or the first half of the year? I don't recall. I can look it up for you though. Um, because they're both great, but they're, I yeah. think they're very—they're both very different, which is why. Fair enough. If uh, you ever just want to watch Aroha murder someone, then you watch the first one, because <laughs> that's what she did to poor Mayu, who was the red belt champion at the time. I want to just put that out there. She was like, you know what? We're just gonna toss you. We're just gonna we're just gonna go out there and freaking do it. Just gonna that's freaking do it. I but I do like the Aroha Nakano possibility. I think that's a solid title match to have at Osako Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting card to book because uh, they're trying to reach the levels of uh, All Star Dream Cinderella from earlier this year, which was by far their biggest show ever in terms of card because you had. The Julia versus Tam uh, hair versus title match. You had or hair versus hair title match. Mm-hmm. You had two legends of stardom in Yoshiko and Nanai Takahashi return. You had a lot going on for that show. So how do how do you possibly? Which it, this is pretty much the tenth anniversary final celebration. Mm-hmm. So how how do you put that all together? I think Aroha versus Nakano is a great match. Uh, you have the return of Suzuki, which is a big match, no matter who she faces. Of course, that's against Kagama. Um, you have to do something with Mayu. That I think that goes without saying. A star- um, Starlight Mayu might be a solid, just sort yeah, of fun. I, I would toss that on there. Maybe they do it for the high-speed belt because Kid has that. You can just you know put a title on the line. Um, and then Utami versus Shiri as the, of course, main event would be. Very smart, in my opinion. Uh, the Aroha Mayu match I saw was later half, latter half of the year in October, uh, and the Goddesses so of Stardom. So you didn't watch the total murder of Mayu Iwatani? No, I did not. But now I'm more intrigued Which to go find I that. I believe out. is on YouTube for free. I'll look that up. I will definitely look that up. Which um, I think I tweeted seventy-five times, so I'll tweet it again if I have to. Please. Uh, third in the block right now, Saya Kamatani. I would argue, maybe in a weird way, a dark horse. I mean, we kind of mm. we kind of solved the block here, but I think she's sort of a dark horse that could maybe win it. She's got six points. She's got four matches left. 
Um, all all people that I think she I has a shot winning. For you. What? Please, I'm gonna uh, fail so this only, so bad. There's, there's only been one person to ever win the Cinderella in five star in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Saya is trying to do that. Who do you think it was? How ridiculous <laughs> is it? Is it like a? Ridiculous? It's pretty ridiculous when you think of it. Like, in stardom history, you have you know some all time women's greats in in terms of stardom, and it's not an all-time great <laughs> i'm gonna go the question is whether or not i know them it's you know exactly you very much know them it's a sense of do you are you able to somehow guess it <laughs> uh uh i'm gonna guess is it is it is it is it momo no you want me to tell you please you're never gonna get it tony storm <laughs> oh yes, I do know that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What a what a wild. I forgot. I forgot that Tony Storm wrestled. In yeah, for some reason. stardom fans try to forget that too. I'm told. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tony Storm. What happened to her? <laughs> where, where is she? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Tony Storm is really good for like American wrestlers. Like she's not American, but like wrestling in America, I think she's quite good i agree uh but you know having her be the only person in the history of stardom a place where you have Io shirai kairi hojo mayu iwatani to name a few and she's the one to only win both tournaments this is kind of just wild in my mind i completely agree um moving right along to what well, we didn't really talk about saya too much but uh, she's great i think she's, she's great. great she's great yeah. Do you think she thoughts on her potentially winning the block? I mean, she, I think it's totally uh, possible. She won't, but you know? she could. She, I mean, I don't think her final day match is massive, which mm. is why, like, I think when you have, the only reason I think Konami could be a spoiler finalist is because her versus Micah is a pretty big match for that final day. Like, that's how I look at how you book this. Like, I think the same goes for people looking at the G1 often, is that um, it comes down to final day matchups. I know a lot of people are picking Okada or Jeff Cobb, for example, and they fight on the final day, for example. So uh, I don't think Kamatani off the top of my head has a match with a potential winner. I think uh if anything she'll probably win that match and then be the like yeah like the spoiler person that's like oh if you don't win your match i'll win it <laughs> you know that sort of thing yeah yeah that's a good spot for her I, especially with the uh going to try to get the cinderella i think and she's fighting unagi so yeah no not a no um right along micah number two she's got seven points she's win over raka Hayashida, the champion and azume uh she has two matches left uh, according to what, is, what two matches? I got three matches here. I got Kamatani, Azume, and Konami. Did you have what was the what was the Kamatani. did I miss one? She already fought Azume. Oh, where did she? Oh, I do have Azume already written down here. Yes, she only has two matches left. That's my mistake. I have a, a misprint. Yes, two matches left. Kamatani and Konami. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Mike has had a really good show. I think first. A lot of people, she's actually the MVP of the tournament. Um, I think she's the only only the MVP of the tournament so far because she's had the most matches. Um, they've been good matches, most most of them. I agree. Uh, but I think uh, when it comes down to it, that will be Sherry's uh, or 
a Rojas because they still have so many matches and then they've had great outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, Micah is a future champion. Uh, what no matter what title it is, I think she has shown that despite her very limited time in wrestling, she just gets it, and that's always a good sign. Sky's the limit. Mm. Um, Konami, number one in the block right now. Like you said, just out of nowhere, just shot up. God. Just shot up, Babe Ruth style. Just pointed to the thing. It was like, that's where I'm going. Toom, get out of here. Uh, she's got. You mean, you mean, you mean Cameron Grimes style. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> yes, my Damn. mistake, sir. Uh, she's got four wins, two losses, three matches left. Um, Hi, Shishida, Micah, and Azume are the three matches there. Um, man. Some good matches. Wow. Yeah, that's some sexy matches right there. Uh, Konami was someone that I've been saying was lacking in this tournament in terms of like match quality, and then and then she said, "Again, I'm going to keep repeating this. I am God. I'm going to just beat the two two of the no doubt favorites." Um, and I think those were her two best matches. Um, I thought her and. Sherry worked really well, which wasn't shocking. And I think the way she won both matches was really well done. I agree. I think Konami, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think Konami can do, she's not going to win it, but I think a, a win over, like a spoiler win over the champ, Hayashishida. I think that would be solid for her. And then the other losses, loss against Azume, though. I don't know. About I could see Azume uh, get hit her with a little Azumi sushi. Yeah, maybe. And Micah. Roll up. I think Micah gets the win. Also, um, Konami has been in the finals before. It wouldn't be crazy for her to get back to the finals. Just just saying. Just oh, I saying. agree. She, I she's agree. not gonna, but it wouldn't be shocking. It wouldn't be shocking, but I, I don't think she is the... I mean, we talked about Shuri. Oh, well, could she be the magic in Shuri? I think she's going to be the one that you were saying about Saya, where she's like, if you lose, I'm going to get in. Mm-hmm. I think because so. of the win over Sherry and Aroha. I think it, like that match, you know, if it goes to the draw, Konami could get in, but they need to, of course, not go to a draw. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm excited to see the rest of this five-star Grand Prix. Uh, a lot of good matches left. That last day is going to be the day, of course, because... Oh, yeah. Whew. Oh, I can't believe whew, whew. I, I can't myself. Believe have certain people wrestled twice. I I just hope Shuri doesn't drop anyone on their head. She's gonna drop someone on their head. Oh. Yeah, it, the I mean, obviously this Tordom because of COVID protocols, because of injuries, it's starting to get a little cursed. I just want to let's finish out clean, everybody. Let's yeah. finish out clean. I think there's a lot of nice matches coming up. Let's get there. Let's get there. Yeah, losing losing Julia is a little terrifying because like she's someone that seems to be willing to wrestle through a lot. Um, so clearly, one I saw a I was I was talking to someone. And they said, "Well, maybe she just wasn't actually going to win the whole thing," and she was just like, "Yeah, just give them the points. I'll just rest, so I'm ready for." The, the end of the year or she was going to win and she legitimately just has really bad injuries which is what I think because it takes a lot to pull these wrestlers out and I think Agreed. that is I don't think I don't think stardom 
uh, is I don't think Stardom is a kind of a promotion that will like work an injury like that too much. Right. No. I Uh-oh. think I think that they're like I want to wrestle. They're going to try to wrestle. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, that just you brought up something that I just wanted to talk about real quick. If you have a sec, um, the NXT Japan dissolved. Thoughts on Kyrie Hojo returning to stardom, if at all possible. I st- we have no idea what's happening with her and her contract of Japan, uh, NXT Japan, WWE Japan, WWE in general. Thoughts on that forbidden door opening? It, it's not a forbidden door. That is a signing. If that if it comes down to it, I think uh, if Kyrie Hojo returns to stardom, whew, I mean the. I, a already stacked roster gets more stacked and then you know i think there will soon be rumors of a certain nxt superstar possibly going back to stardom which i don't know if people understand io shirai's aura in japan but it at one time was considered the best women's wrestler in the world um i think even the likes of a dave Meltzer went on tap to say that when she was in stardom so uh when it comes to hojo there's definitely a possibility i have no idea how her contract works um if nick khan knows about it there's definitely great possibility by the end of you know next week if someone wants to go uh send an email to nick khan and say hey you know you have uh this this wrestler on your contract uh and you're not using her so <laughs> And that instant release, if that's the case. So uh, if Kyrie Hojo goes back, I'll be very happy, but I will not get my hopes up because then I would be sad in the end, and we don't want that. I, I'm very intrigued. That would be a great, like, reveal of Osaka Joe. We just have Kyrie come out. Man. I think uh, we talked about, like, eyes coming to the stardom product. Kyrie would do it. <laughs> Kyrie would bring yeah. some eyes. Yeah, she would. She really would. Um. Let's move straight into our next topic here. Ring of Honor. They have a pay-per-view happening this Sunday, in fact. Remember when you said we weren't going to make two hours, you liar? <laughs> I, I, I was concerned. But yeah, you came up with a good topic idea, so I think we nailed it here. Uh, <laughs> for everything. Hey, man, I'm always nervous about these shows because I'm always nervous that like we're going to have too much to talk about or not enough to talk about. But I feel like we, we're, we're nailing it here. Where I lost my spot. Maybe I'm not nailing it. <laughs> Ring of Honor has a t- pay-per-view happening this Sunday, Death Before Dishonor. Um, I'm very excited about this. I We talked about this right before we started recording. I think Ring of Honor has been completely slept on by like the wrestling world, and I get it because there's probably still some disdain over like the Marty Scroll stuff. Um, people don't necessarily like the warehouse wrestling of no fans. I don't think the Marty Skrull thing is Spring of Honor's fault. I mean, they took too long to like make the cut official, but at the same time, they weren't running anything. So, yeah, it's a weird like it's a whole weird thing, thing to blame. And like, guys, like you're watching WWE and AEW, and like I don't I don't like to air this out all the time, but they still employ Justin Roberts, for example. Mm-hmm. AEW does, and WWE still employs Riddle and someone else that I can't remember, probably NXT UK. <laughs> My safe guess is they're probably, oh, uh, Coffee, Joe Coffee. I was about to say, the entire NXT UK yeah, roster. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my whole thing is, at the same time, like, if, if you're not willing to give Ring of Honor a chance because of that, something that they righted the ship on, then that's 
just unfair, in my opinion. I mean, and that's also a fair point because also New Japan was about to bring Marty Scroll back. <laughs> and you, they have Chase Owens. Did you hear about that? Did you know about that Marty Scroll thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, listen, Marty Scroll is going to come back. We all know eventually. So that, that, that's what I keep saying about Tessa Blanchard as well. Like, eventually there will be a company that bites the bullet. Mm-hmm. With one of these guys, I think Marty Scurll is actually coming back already for like some independent company. Gross. Either way, either way, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> Speaking about Dishonor, um, nice. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. This Sunday, uh, the twenty three hundred Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, ECW Arena, baby. Were they just there? Um, yes, I believe they. For it's hard. It's, conf- it's confusing because almost like every promotion right now. Uh, is like running 2300 uh it's either like florida texas 2300 or like just some like a random spot else elsewhere um but raw, yeah raw is here on monday and i am not going i said i wanted to see good live wrestling finally not raw <laughs> the only like wrestling coming to atlanta is the smackdown that day one not even know if it's smackdown that oh, day, day one, one yeah. which i'm like do i even that's, bother see, that's, I, I would probably go to that because it's a first-time pay-per-view. Yeah, that's but fair. But at the same time... Yeah, so was Capital Punishment. Uh, it was a first-time pay-per-view. And... Hey, 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 hey. If we're going to just keep naming first-time pay-per-views, Great Balls of Fire was great. <laughs> it was great. Balls of Fire. Um, they gave you Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. This is true. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> <laughs> I we both want to talk about it, but we just keep yeah. wanting. Maybe that's the whole impetus of Ring of Honor right now is everyone wants to kind of watch Ring of Honor, but there's so many of other interesting topic points. Uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonored. Let's actually talk about it. Hour one, they got the pre-show, 15 man honor honor rumble match. Silas Young, Beer City Bruiser, Brian Malonis, PJ Black, Ray Horace, Sledge, Dak Draper, Brian Johnson, Dan Housen, Joe Keys, and five other people left to be announced. Um. Any thoughts? <laughs> is it going to be a secret? Who do you think is going to win? It'll probably be a secret who wins. I think that's the best idea for the hour one show. I think that's always a smart little thing, uh, especially leaving five unnamed. If it's Dan Housen, we're going to have a problem. Um, if it's yes, I just I just said that. I know a lot of people love Dan Housen. I am not one of them. Uh, with not having him in a world title match. And I think, you know, based off the field, we know Silas Young is a good shout. Um, I actually like Silas Young. I don't know if people dislike him. I, he's, a, he's a guy that not a lot of people talk about. Um, I think he's a good shout, but it's probably going to be one of those five. Yeah, I think um, Silas Young, I think, is fine. I think he's just a guy that's just been there forever. And so it's just yeah, like, ah, he's, he's there. Um, I think it could be one of those five. Do you think the, one of those five could be a new signing? Yeah, I definitely do. I think. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know who's out there maybe, still. Maybe someone like Alex Zane is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Alex Zane could be an interesting title match for Bandito because Ooh, the yeah. amount of flips and shit would be insane. Uh, it, it, I also think Alex Zane fits the current roster of Ring of Honor really well. I could not find it anywhere. It, do we know? Does this hour one rumble have uh, a stip to it? Does it a title match or something? Yes, you get a world title match, so that means a world lot. World title I, match. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Not a television title match. You get a world title match. 
Oh, man. A signing would be a great spot for someone, then. I like an Alex Zane type. Mm. He's not signed anywhere, technically. The rumors... Maybe they open the forbidden door. Ooh, that's another interest. Maybe Which New they've... Japan. Minoru Suzuki for the win. <laughs> I mean, he's everywhere else. Why not? Why not? He's uh, an indie darling at this point. You know, hmm. What, the Ring of Honor Forbidden Door thing is so interesting because they still have the working relationship with New Japan by all accounts. Like, I haven't seen anything say they don't. Yeah. Um, and they s- seem to be willing to work with everyone else finally because they're realizing, okay, what is the point of holding back when Impact and NWA of all people are, like, they're they're getting something from this. So... Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, just open your door. If you don't want to work with AEW, fine, but work with everybody else. I know why they don't want to work with AEW. It's because AEW pretty much is the reason they are like they are right now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, it is what it is. But forbidden um, door stuff or a surprise signing would be cool. I like both those ideas. I was gonna say Buddy Matthews. I think you the. We don't know. The rumor is that he's going to sign to Impact, but I like the idea of him in Ring of Honor. He's a good fit either one, really, yeah. I think. I think Ring of Honor would be a great spot for him, honestly. Imagine keeping the name Buddy. <laughs> I, the the thing he chose was Buddy. He he did Matthews. I, I thought Murphy, Murphy was the better part. Yeah. Um. I guess you can't pick Murphy, I guess. I don't know. Um, going into the main card here, we'll start off with a singles match that I didn't know was announced, but I'm really intrigued by it. Tyler Rust versus Jake Atlas. Uh, thoughts on this match? I think, Jay, I think they're both kind of like studs. I was actually excited to see what they could do long-term in NXT, uh, which, you know, clearly didn't happen. I'm, I was really shocked by the Tyler Rust release more than Jake Atlas because I think Jake Atlas is the name, but Tyler Rust is a guy that I could have seen be a player in NXT. Uh, he had Malcolm Bivens. He was in diamond mind. Like everything looked good, good for him long-term. Um, I think he is now a very intriguing option for Ring of honor, whether it be in the pure division or television title to start off. Like, I think he'll be really great there. And Jake Atlas, I mean, he's so good. Um, I feel like a lot of people forget how good he is because his time in WWE felt minimal. Uh, he would just kind of reappear once in a while. So these two have a lot to prove, and I'm expecting like a 10-minute just balls-to-the-wall fun match. I'd actually have this open, the main card. I agree. Completely agree. I, I think Tyler Rust, the, the, the cutting of Tyler Rust makes sense just in terms of he's secretly 34 years old. This is true. <laughs> so, like, with the people they was cut with, a bunch of old, other old fogies, uh, you know, I thought, like, oh, man. I like Tyler Rust a lot. I was when I saw him in uh, New Japan Strong, which I wouldn't be surprised if he returns there, too. I, I thought he was great there. I think Ring of Honor is a great spot for him to land, especially with the pure division. Jake Atlas is the intriguing person there. Jake Atlas, slight buyer's remorse, Jake Atlas um going to nxt instead of aew and now he's sort of bouncing around the indies and maybe i, I don't think this is a landing spot for jake atlas maybe because i haven't heard any talks about contracts here but uh i think this i think if if he decides to stay in ring of honor i think that's a good spot for him i don't mm. know 
if he's a world title kind of person, but or I don't even know if he's a pure title guy. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, against Tyler Rust. But I think him against your TV into your TV champion world with Dragon Lee and Tony Deppin and um, who who's who's in the violence part? No, that's Tony Eli Depp. Isom. Eli Isom. That match was actually pretty good. I'll be honest. It was. It was pretty good. Uh, I watched it last night. It was actually like, I was like, wow, Eli Isom. Eli Isom's got something there. He got. I think he's. There. I think he's a long-term building type of guy for them. Correct. Completely agree. But the I expect this match to be good. I hope Tyler mm-hmm. Rust wins. That's my expectation. But uh, I think Tyler Rust wins because I think he's signing with them. I agree. I think he's signing with them. I think he wins. I think he could be a, the potentially the guy oh! that goes against Gresham for the title. You, you know who could win the Honor Rumble? Who? Bobby Fish. Well, that'd be very intriguing because they—that's a—that's Ring of Honor, born and bred. Like that, he's not going anywhere else. Yeah, but like Bobby Fish is the kind of guy that you have. Oh, he's, he's the kind I of mean, he's the kind of guy that if like Jonathan Gresham wins, then Bobby Fish comes out. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just saying Bobby Fish because that could be a good title match for. Um, I'm assuming Bandito, but you never know. You never know. Uh, Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe moving into their tag team journey against Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, the OGK. Uh, thoughts on this match? Um, uh, hmm. I thought Matt uh-huh. Taven put his his career on the line. Was it just his title shot? Yeah, it was just his title shot, I guess, clearly, because he's wrestling, so clearly it wasn't his career. How dare you? <laughs> um, uh, hmm. I, I guess I maybe, that was more, to... maybe that was more so me hoping. So so I like my, Matt Taven more than probably most people. Uh, it's mostly because he's from where around my area, so like that instantly makes me a bigger fan. Uh, I saw him live at a ring of honor show he was you know he's beloved around here of course yeah. uh but mike bennett's not very good so like hey you say that I, but I'm, that jonathan gresham match was killer <laughs> well that's that we have to remember who was he was wrestling to be fair fair point like, jonathan gresham has like the daniel bryant type sorry brian danielson type thing mm-hmm. uh i only say daniel bryan because that's what he was for the past decade so leave me alone everybody uh but like he has a serious like ability to make people better yeah and i think that i agree that match was very good um this is interesting though because i think as a team the kingdom's very good i think they they have good uh chemistry together um and then the briscoes I think we can all agree one of the best tag teams still in the world, despite, you know, never leaving ring of honor um, should be a good match. You know, I'll say this. I think this card top to bottom is a very good card may uh, probably stronger than best in the world. So I can agree to that. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this match could be a low key, very good uh, fight. I think I need to buy this pay-per-view. Eh, maybe not. Maybe I'll just wait. I'm I'm definitely gonna try to watch it because I think this match is really yeah. I think this pay per view looks gonna good. Watch it. Yeah, this ma- this pay per view looks pretty good. I don't know if this this match it's not gonna be the match of the night. I don't think, no. but I think it has a sleeper pot- uh, energy yeah. to it. Yeah, it could be like three at the highest of in terms of best matches, but sleeper is a good call. Uh, next up, Dalton Castle taking on Eli Isom. You and I are both impressed mm-hmm. by the Dragon Lee Eli Isom match that TV title defense on t- Ring of Honor Television. Dalton Castle, 
doing a lot of character work that I'm actually a really big fan of. I've actually enjoyed Dalton, Dalton Castle recently. This sort of like weird heel. I'm going to take on Dalton Castle. Oh, Pete, what's your take on Dalton Castle? I love Dalton Castle's character, but I don't necessarily love his matches. I'm still pissed he beat Cody, to be fair. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still angry about that. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, which is funny because, like, I don't really, I, I don't need much Cody nowadays. But back then, I was, I, I really liked Cody in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, this is a sleeper in my opinion because we've seen Dalton Castle have good matches. Um, he's a former world champion, and dude, I'm telling you, Eli Isom, they got something here. Like that's a that you know Malcolm Bivens' big thing with Tyler Rust is a diamond in the rust. Well, this is a legitimate diamond in the rough. Like I think yeah. Eli Isom could be something for them. Yeah, this this storyline here with Dalton Castle is that like Dalton Castle is trying to bring something out of them, and yeah. I I I I, I like think it. we're gonna get more of that. Like if yeah. if. Dalton Castle is able to quote unquote bring something out of Eli Isom for that Dragon Lee match one on one here. I, I'm expecting big things from Eli. my expectations for Isom here weirdly high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's weird, but uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. I, t- this car, I'm telling you, it's just it's really good. Six man tag team match: Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson, Homicide, your tag champions, and Tony Deppin. Uh, taking on the amalgamation of John Walters, LSG, and recent AEW signee Lee Moriarty. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I mean, this match should be pretty good at the very least. Uh, Lee Moriarty gets a chance to shine in Ring of Honor before he never is seen there again. <laughs> very weird, but I'm happy that. Uh, Ring of Honor let uh, not Ring of Honor AEW let him stay on the show. I think that's still a big spot for him uh, because you know he hasn't been, despite being signed by AEW, he hasn't been on one of their main shows yet. So being on a Ring of Honor pay per view just before you probably appear on a Rampage or something mm-hmm. is good. It's really good for him. Um, and Violence Unlimited, man, like they're one of the reasons I watch Ring of Honor. Like I love their unit. They just have so many great professional wrestlers and it should be really good actually yeah i think chris dickinson has been great in this promotion it's just oh, a yeah. perfect fit for him homicide's there tony deppin's also been great Hep. surprise he hasn't been signed yet uh i think you're yeah, right in the, i think you're right in that lee moriarty getting this sort of shine before he goes on to aew is good for him because all mm-hmm. i mean all, all all these sort of things are good for everybody but Seeing him here, it's like, oh, he gets to see what it's like to be on a pay-per-view on a national stage right before he gets into the national television world. Um, and I guess he's going to be a stud on this show too. I don't think he holds anything back. Oh yeah, I think I think him, Te- Depp, and Dickinson are just going to be great. And Homicide, honestly, Homicide's a technical guy that yeah, not many people think still about. Very good. Yeah, I... <laughs> all these years later. I'm just I'm excited about this. I'm very I'm this match I'm very interested to see how it turns out, to mm. say the least. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team titles on the line with Khan, Moses, and Shane Taylor. I think one of the best factions going right now today. Um taking on Dragon Lee, Kenny King, La Bestia Del Ring. Obviously, this match was probably gonna have Roosh in it. Yeah, it was supposed to be Roosh. After a uh what was it, a knee injury, uh, Roosh... Supposedly he's fine, by the way. <laughs> 
Like, supposedly he's already walking around despite the, like, I'm going to be out eight months thing. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those, like, Mexican wrestling things where it's like, yeah. may, I, no one knows quite what's happening here. No. Yeah. Uh, that being said, this should be really good. Like, really, really good. I love, I, I'm a big Dragon Lee fan, personally. I think everything he does is incredible. I actually, first time I saw him was in New Japan and no it was not the match that he broke Hiromu's neck thank god uh which was not you know a hundred percent his fault just a stupid move to do yeah <laughs> like just re-watching that I was like why would you do that move um but man Dragon Lee's great I think Kenny King has fit in very well with this group as no offense he's kind of the pin eater unless bestia well i was about to say (laughs) then he's the pin eater um shane taylor promotions for what i have seen is very good and i've never been like this massive shane taylor fan or anything but he does he's he's really good at running a faction and i think the group itself is so different from everything else in ring of honor that it works yes shane taylor i'm the same boat not never been like a huge shane taylor kind of guy not at all but seeing him run this faction, it's just, it's so perfect for him. I mm. love Khan and Moses. I yeah. really love Khan. I think he's he's just got the look, the size, the, the ring capability right now. I think he's just perfect. Then you got, then these are just the three main players of the Shane Taylor promotions. Yeah. You add in there Roy Hunt. You add in there O'Shea Edwards. I love O'Shea Edwards, by the way. And they're teasing adding Trisha Dora to this faction. I cannot believe this faction exists. It's so good. I I think if Roosh was still in this match, I think you can make an argument for uh, 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 La Faction and Goblin Noble uh, winning the six-man titles. But now that he's out, honestly, keep the titles on Shane Taylor promotions. They're so good. I think you could give them to Violence Unlimited, maybe. Um, if you have, without Roosh, of course, it being in the picture. Um, I think that's a possibility. Um, I definitely don't take the titles off of them. I think that's definitely something um, I would, because they're they're doing something special. And man, if they had Trisha Dora, whoo. I can't wait, man. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, she'd have a whole new look too, which would be crazy. Because, you know, I've never seen her, you know, away from her usual look, mm-hmm. attire whatsoever. I'm intrigued also that the possibilities of them adding Trisha Dora into that faction. Um, the ideas of does this mean I, we'll get some women in all of the factions? I'm going to give Ring of Honor so much credit when we get to that women's match. I'm going to give them more credit than probably enough people are. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Uh, we, I, I think, yeah, like we already talked about it. Con Moses, Shane Taylor promotions. We think we're going to win probably, yeah. right? Yeah. I think we're almost in agreement already. So through all of these matches. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's not, it, here's the thing with wrestling. Like er, if a match, if you feel it's predictable in some ways that doesn't ruin the show, because even though I'm, we're predicting like a lot of the same, that doesn't mean I'm confident in all of them. Like Fair. I could see, <laughs> almost all of them going the opposite direction almost. So uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting night. Jude, what do you think? I got a little baby right here. Hi, Jude. 
Good call. Good, good call. I agree. Good cat baby. Big, he's a yeah. big Dalton Castle guy. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor, pure title on the line. Jonathan Gresham taking on Josh Woods. Um, this match, Jonathan Gresham uh, has been outstanding pure title champion. They are touting his undefeated record, and they have been building up, Ring of Honor has been building up Josh Woods immensely. So I think if they're going to, if John, Jonathan Gresham's going to lose the title to anyone in the Ring of Honor universe, Josh Woods is right, uh, right up there, I think. I don't want Jonathan Gresham to ever lose, to be fair. I think like that pure title and him are very special together. That being said, I would also love him to win the world title eventually. So if I got to take the sacrifice of him losing the pure title to move on to the world title, I can deal with that. And a big thing for me is that I think, one, this could be the match of the night because yeah. – the pure rules match are just so good. Um, I, th- I think you have to have a different understanding of wrestling to enjoy them. But, oh, man, Jonathan Gresham should be wrestling everywhere. Like, this dude. So he's going He's going to New Japan, actually. Uh, they announced him. He's going to be, I think, at the Autumn Attack show or, no, not the Autumn Attack. It's the one with the blue and red. Blue and in red. the U.S. But yeah, uh, they announced him, Chris Bay, which was also very exciting. Um, I don't know. They have, New Japan like strong brand compared to New Japan. Japan brand is like insanely opposite right now in terms of New Japan strong is very exciting right now. Yeah. Um, and their upcoming shows are what I'm waiting for the most. I think we're getting oh, we're getting so many good matches. But Gresham going to a New Japan very exciting. Um, and there's so many people I want to see Gresham wrestle. And, and if this frees him up to do some more things, then he can lose it. Uh, but in the end, I think the ultimate goal for Ring of Honor should be putting the belt, the world title, on Gresham because I think everyone can agree he's probably the guy people want to watch when they watch Ring of Honor, I if think- it's not the current world champion. Are you thinking battle in the valley? Yeah, that's uh, well. No, it doesn't sound right. I will check. I will check. You give your thoughts. Yeah, I think I I like the idea of Jonathan Gresham moving into the world title picture, but the problem with that is that I don't know if I want Bandito to lose the title yet. I, I can. Well, I don't. I I can it doesn't s- need to be tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, I don't see him losing it yet. Um, which means we got to do something if Jonathan Gresham. I think Jonathan Gresham. I love the idea of Jonathan Gresham winning here. I can I see Josh Woods thoughts. winning, but I think Josh, Jonathan Gresham has just been insanely great. New Japan Showdown. New Japan Showdown. The amount of talent on the show. They have Suzuki, Jay White, Will Ospreay, Chris Dickinson, Tom Lawler, oh Brody God. King, Leo Rush, Juice Robinson, David Finley, Lance Archer, Chris Bay... Jonathan Gresham. Oh my God. All right. Sorry. Continue. Got New Japan right now. Uh, Jonathan Gresham has been great. I think he should win the title. I think you should keep him on it. I think you're bringing in new guys like Tyler Rust. Um, mm. I think there's other people that I think. I mean, he's basically gone through everybody, but I think with people like. some For some reason, I really like the idea of Gresham versus Dickinson and/or Homicide. 
Tyler Rust is there as well. I think Tyler Rust could be a, a winner for, of the title. I think I, he's winning, by the way. I think Jonathan Gresham's winning. I think he's winning, but I'm not. I'm like 60-40. I can mm. totally see Josh Woods winning. I don't think it's the right call, but I think in Ring of Honor universe, he's been booked properly. He's been built properly. I, he's a he's a solid wrestler. I could see him. I found the their title. announcement, by the way. With who? New Japan's announcement? Yeah, of the four talents that are going to be on New Japan Showdown. At the 2300 Arena, of course. <laughs> um, it's Jonathan, always the 2300 Arena. Jonathan Cresham, Bullet Club's own Chris Bay, people forget that, uh, Jake Atlas, and Alex Zane, all going to be on that show as well. So New Japan Strong coming out stronger than uh, maybe anyone besides AEW in the United States right now. That might be true. Um Let's talk about the finals of the Ring of Honor Women's World Title Tournament. The finals have all come down to, if you told me that this was going to be the final matchup, I don't necessarily know if I would have believed you. I think I could have seen Roxy being in there, but Miranda Alizé, I was not expecting. But boy, howdy, has she been great in this tournament. Miranda Alizé versus Roxy is your title match here. What's your pick? I was so afraid that they were going to do like, okay, this is not a shot at Allison K. I I think she's actually really good now. Um, but I thought they were going to do like something boring, like Allison K versus Angelina Love in the finals, because <laughs> like they're the established names and people know them, but I'm very happy. They did not do that. I think Roxy and Miranda Alizé are two of the three picks I would have made. I think Roxy easily, I would have put in um, Alizé or Trisha Dora. I thought, were both acceptable choices to be in this final match. Uh, huge spot, huge spot for both of them. They both signed contracts this week, so they are going to be, you know, part of the future of this women's division. Mm-hmm. And Ring of Honor is, and I want to give them credit. I think this tournament has been very well done. I think they are completely righting the wrongs of what that woman of honor. Sh- thing was um i think maria canellis i don't know how much hand she has in this if she's actually picked all the talent or not but i think she has she created a great bracket and they're making stars which i think is the most important thing for ring of honor um they have a real interesting spot here um is creating a women's division yeah that is worth watching because uh for all the complaints with wwe and aw a lot of it comes down to their women's division um and even nxt nowadays nxt used to be that spot i thought for american wrestling women's division uh they always had great spots but ring of honor has this immense opportunity to craft it and make it one of the most must-see parts of their brand and i think after today you know you have to have one more than one women's match on your shows i think that's a problem for everyone um but two you need to not have chelsea green win <laughs> three when it comes down to this finals i think roxy miranda alizé i like them both a lot i think they are the perfect two and personally i think roxy long term is the one to build around i think she's the easy baby face but i think miranda alizé is a fantastic heel so 
to me, it's a win-win for who you have as the winner mm-hmm. um, because I think Alizé has really shined. And Roxy, you know, she had to fight Angelina Love and Quinn McKay. Like, that's not her fault that if people thought her tournament was a little uh, meh, I don't think I don't think that way. I think Roxy had an actually great tournament. I thought she had a good match with Angelina Love, all things considered. No uh, full offense to Angelina Love. Um they're just both so good, and I'm very excited for this. This is one of the things that have put me on to Ring of Honor is that they're trying. You know, yes. they're trying. Jonathan Gresham is running the women's division now, and I, we just praised Jonathan Gresham for like five minutes. So I think you know our thoughts on that. Uh, I'm gonna pick Roxy to win. Uh, the put the baby face over the heel. Um, I think you know you have two good pillars to build around with those two and if they can somehow add trisha dora to the roster i know she might be a little shaky only because she is such a big indie star but i don't see them you know limiting her because everything's recorded so i think those three and you add someone else whether it be a relatively known name that could have been released from uh, wwe or someone that's appeared on like there's multiple names maybe you use the forbidden door you bring in a kylie ray or someone like that to help out um bring some eyes as well there's multiple ways for them to go but Mm -hmm. that being said i'm picking roxy i think i know where you're going so this might be our one disagreement but it's exciting i we are going to disagree i think miranda alizé uh someone i wasn't expecting to win Let's get to the finals, but I as I see the journey, first round out. <laughs> honestly, honestly, uh, I thought Miranda Alize has been great this entire tournament. I think she that uh, she's the pick to win, only because I think she the 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 thing around Roxy is that she is the prodigy. She is the 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 young uh, baby face, the easy baby face. And I think she has to have that chase uh, against Miranda Alizé. Miranda Alizé is a good foundation, I think, to have the title under. Obviously, we both know that the next challenger is going to be Chelsea Green. As much as we all, both of us aren't really hugely in favor of that match, we know it's coming. So we put Miranda Alizé versus Chelsea Green. I can see that happening. And I would also say Miranda Alizé wins that match, too. What what does Chelsea Green have over these companies? I don't know. I don't know. She's booked everywhere. I don't know what's happening. She is booked everywhere. Impact, NWA. She won, like, a big match in the main event of the Empower show. Yeah. And I just don't. I just don't get it because she's very, as MJF likes to say, mid. Like, she's very okay. Like, there's not... She's not Deanna Perazzo in a sense that she's very good at the in-ring stuff and has developed a character over time. She's not. She just, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess she's a name, but is she really like? Are people going to put on your show to watch Chelsea Green wrestle? I think, I think Chelsea Green's like a Trojan horse. Like, <laughs> like it's like, oh man, this looks awesome. I Chelsea Green, she got the name Valley. She looks great. And then it's like she goes in there. It's like, oh wait, this is I don't I don't what 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 like that NWA and Power main event where she wins oh. over the hometown hero family in the front row uh, over uh, uh, um, shit. What's her name? 
Tootie Lynn? Yes, against Tootie Lynn. I was like, you gotta have Tootie win this match. We look at it, I'm looking around like Tootie's gotta win this. What are we doing? And I I'm just thought, it was oh, so awkward man. having oh, Chelsea. You know win. who Ring of Honor could bring in? I actually tweeted this yesterday. There's two people now that I think about it. Uh Janai Kai, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's very good. Um, she actually said like she wants a few matches there, so that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Masha Slamovich would also yes. be an awesome addition to that roster. I think Masha would be great if we're talking adding. Masha should win titles. If we're like, talking adding time. women to the different factions, I think Miranda Alizé would be Ooh. great in La, La Faction and Gobnable, and yeah. put Masha Slamovich in Violence Unlimited. Yes. Yeah, I know oh. where you're going there. Give yeah, it to me, great. baby. Give That'd it to great. me. But um, I, I think I think I like your point on Alize because I forgot Chelsea Green's technically a baby face. Uh, <laughs> I could I could I could see maybe Roxy winning it and then Green turning heel like shaking her hand and turning yeah, heel. Yeah, because no one actually likes her. So why 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 would you just not have her be heel? Like I've never seen someone say I need a Chelsea Green match. But then I think the heat like the heat there would then have Green winning the title, and I don't know if I like that. I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. Also uh, here's my thing. Like, if you want to crown a first champion, I could see them do exactly that, of have Roxy win it mm-hmm. and then go for the heat and have Chelsea Green win it in the first defense by being a heel cheater. Like, I could see that because this, this is pro wrestling after all. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, closing out real quick. We're going over a little bit here, Scotty. So we're going to close out real quick. The main event, Ring of Honor World Title four-way elimination match. I like the elimination. Bandito, the champion, defending his title against Demonic Flamita, EC3, and Brody King. Man, it's a real shame EC3's in there. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. EC, I think he's gotten better, but I don't think he's still that great. Which is, it's, I think he's, I don't know. It's just frustrating. My problem is I could potentially see him as the last elimination, meaning he's in the match longer than Brody King, which would upset me. Well, because he's the, he's their big name. Uh, But I could also see him be like the first elimination out of nowhere, which would shock a lot of people. I Um, I think EC3 won a bunch of matches and he got high up in the rankings and they're like, crap, EC3 needs to be in a world title match. We'll put him in a fatal four way so it doesn't look too bad. Ooh, but but uh Flamita's great. Uh Bandito, I feel like we can all say like he's awesome. We yeah. love Bandito. Like the the dude is so good. He's if there's any reason to watch Ring of Honor outside of Jonathan Gresham and what they're doing with the women's division, mm-hmm. it's easily Bandito. Like this dude is one of the best high flyers, like for me, it goes like Phoenix, Bandito, almost like, and it's almost interchangeable because they do things very differently, but they're both great. Yeah. Um, Brody King, man, I feel like we can all agree he's a future Ring of Honor world champion. Like he's a guy they clearly see a lot in. And they gave him his own faction after the villain stuff, mm-hmm. you know, died off, and I I wouldn't be shut. I don't think he wins here. Yeah. But down the line, if he were to, the one to take it from Bandito, I wouldn't be stunned. Um, or if he was the one to take it from someone else. I can see this match for me coming down to EC3 eliminates Brody King or something, and then maybe they spin off into something. And Flamita, mm. 
ends up eliminating Brody King, or someone eliminates Brody King, and we get Flamita Bandito closing out with Flamita going Ooh. over, or Ooh. Bandito going over, I think. I think B- Bandito's retaining. Brody King's like, I'm really excited to see Brody King in this match, especially with that Lucha background against Bandito and Flamita. I think that's going to be great. EC3 obviously sticks out like a sore thumb, but maybe he can hope maybe a fatal four way can hide the flaws of EC3. Um, and hopefully that, that might bring this match into a great match territory. That's my hope. That's my hope. At least I think Bandino's winning no matter what though. I can't yeah. see, him, I can't see him losing the title yet. No, 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 no. I think, uh, he has to win. Um, you know, you you look at the people that could be. Oh, by the way, I like the Foundation a lot. They're not really on the show, but I like them a lot too. I agree. Um, I love the Foundation. I love I, yeah. I lo- all the factions. I love. Yeah, all the yeah. factions. Uh, I mean, who does Bandito lose to? That's more of my conversation than hmm. with this match. Um, man, I would love Bandito versus Gresham. That would be so good. Uh, That's got legs. Yeah, I mean, is Gresham technically a heel? Um, I know he was, but that's I what know. I like about Ring of Honor is that they're they're all Doesn't their matter. factions are like gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like it's, it's like a, except, he's uh, and company. They're they're supposed to be heels. Yes, that's true. Um, I don't know. I would say it's he not can. that he's heel he's a heel against people that don't like respect the pure wrestling rules yeah did you see his promo no i did not what was the promo? Uh, uh the pro i retweeted it ring of honor just put out like a really great uh video of gresham talking uh, i definitely will send that your way after this uh but um i think gresham would be a good choice i think brody king would be a good choice i uh, because i think both of them are clear options um Oh, that singles match would be insane too. Is there anyone uh, on the? I'm trying to think. I like we thought about Bobby Fish earlier, but I'm trying to think. It's like, is it is it someone on the roster now that can beat Bandito for the title? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I don't. I don't want them to just you know have a surprise and him instantly win the title. Like I don't think that. I think Ring of Honor has has created a goodwill in those who are stay have stuck around. Yeah. That. You don't want to do something like that unless it's just this major name that we're not thinking of. Like, unless they are opening the forbidden door and bringing in Jay White. Like, that's the only like situation where we're like, oh well. I mean, who says no? Like that. That's the whole thing. Like, I think you you keep it in company right now. Um, Is it going to be Slex, comma the business? I've been you. You killed me there. You killed me. No response. You killed me, sir. What a what a choice out of thin air. Just I'm looking no. at I'm looking at Ring of Honor's roster right now. I'm like, oh yeah, Adam Brooks and Slex Come of the Business are here. Ah, uh, it's clearly gonna be Eli Isom, of course, because <laughs> no, nah, it wouldn't be Eli Isom. He's still a ways away. But I think uh, I honestly think it wouldn't be crazy to say a while down the line that Isom won the world title because he's a guy they saw and believed in and developed over time. Yeah. And I think that's what ring of honor is figuring out with their 
current standing in the world of professional wrestling is that they aren't the big name they aren't they are no longer number two they are no longer number three like they have fallen i think impact's probably number three just because of the new japan combination and AEW combination like in i would say new japan strong is number three That's fair. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then impact I keep, I keep is four. About that, yeah, impact's probably four, and then Ring of Honor is at five. I will never put the NWA over Ring of Honor. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, I mean they they just need to figure out what makes them different from the rest, and I think them incorporating a good women's division, uh, Lucha. I think Lucha's always a great answer to change yourself away from. Comp- I I know AEW has probably the two best lucha stars maybe in the world right now but you have dragon lee flamita ray oris bandito like those are all good names laredo kid you know he could come in because he seems to just go everywhere when he feels like it um i think those are all you know good uh good ways but Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor is a show that I, a company that i think a lot of people should start watching because the matches aren't long Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one high, one hour TV show, perfect yeah. length, like three matches every show of just really good action. They toss some title matches in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, like their big thing during the Eli Isom Dragon Lee match was talking about how D- Dalton Castle was bringing up how like a lot of their fans they're not watching TV and like, that's the big thing people are missing. They'll watch a lot of fans of wrestling will watch pay-per-views, yeah. but they're not watching the TV show. And I think the TV show, because you can watch it on fight TV for free with very limited commercials um, is great. I think it's great. And you can skip right through like the little commercials that barely miss any action. So woo car shield. Yeah. And uh, LA night for some reason <laughs> <laughs> all, all the time. Uh, but man, <laughs> what we're ending our show pretty much, but Ring of Honor definitely worth checking out. They have some of the best talent still. Um, and when you have a nucleus of Jonathan Gresham, uh, Dragon Lee, Roosh, Bandito, Brody King, Chris Dickinson, like when you have a nucleus like that, it's different from what we're seeing on other shows. So definitely the still the i think they're still the wrestlers wrestler promotion yeah that's gonna be it for us on this week's episode of ring post radio thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode um scotty uh we're gonna be doing our plugs here but we have a new segment here that you pitched uh we're gonna be doing our matches of the week you and both you and i so part of your plugs where can people find you what match do you think that they should watch uh, from the past week of wrestling uh, I'm going to kick off this new segment strictly with stardom because it would not be my gimmick if I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> you, this is you, a- you told me, let's do this to get new wrestling promotions. Well, and the first listen, thing you listen, do is stardom. We had a conversation yesterday about how not enough people are watching stardom and like not watching women's wrestling. So the yeah. best way to start this off is to watch women's wrestling. Takumi Roja versus Tam Nakano, one of the best matches you'll see in the entire tournament. And it was great. Uh, but, well, the reason I actually thought of this segment was I was looking at Minoru Suzuki versus Jonathan Gresham. 
mm. for the GCW show. And I was like, yeah, that's probably going to be insane. Yeah. And I think to get ways for us to talk about it without having to talk about an entire GCW show yeah. is this. So I agree. that's definitely my recommendation for this week. Uh, Takumi Roja versus Tammy Kano. This time come next week. Who knows? Who knows what we'll be talking about? Maybe it'll be Ron Funches versus Tony Deppin. Who knows? Not a chance. <laughs> and where can people find you? Uh, they can find me in my house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, his address is get no, your pens and peppers. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. You can find uh, that's where I post podcasts. That's where I post articles. I would say all the websites that I write for, but it's better if I just tell you to go to my Twitter because that is where everything leads. So yeah, do that. You can follow me at Ryan Knightsey on Twitter. You can follow also Countout uh, as well. I got another show on here called Happy Hour, where it's more of just like a hangout session where uh, I act a fool for a full hour. Scotty, we got to get you on Happy Hour at some point. Um, yes, we do. Can... I, I always want to go on, but it's always like a night where I'm like, well, I can't. So that's I, I get you. We got we got to figure uh, it out. Every Thursday? Uh, right now, every Thursday at the very least. Uh, okay. Well, maybe you should make it like Wednesday. We oh not Wednesday because the dynamite's on. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like we're not gonna do Wednesday, and we were going to originally do Friday, and then Rampage started, and we're like, God, God, God damn it! Well, you could be done by ten. That's true. That's that's the thought. We'll think we're, we're talking about it. Oh, and uh, what's your match recommendation? We're not just gonna let you off easy. Yes, uh, my match recommendation. I scolded you, but here we go. John Moxley versus Suzuki. <laughs> Wow, I did not expect I honestly didn't expect that to be the match. I don't know. I I I was sour on it just because of the finish which looked terrible and the I th- I just wish they got more time to breathe. Yeah, I actually I really liked the match. I I thought it was really good. Um, I would think so. You yeah, recommended it. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, I'm also still catching up on a bunch of old wrestling, so I've been basically been watching old wrestling trying to catch up. Um, but what of what I seen this week, I thought John Moxley versus Suzuki was great. Uh, I thought, well, not great. I think it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I'm gonna skipping all the Kazanina Ray nonsense. Uh, Kazanina nonsense is that something? Um, I thought the match no. itself was very good. I thought Suzuki put on a phenomenal f- performance. The the accidental blood obviously, you know, boosts my star ratings here because I love me some accidental blood. And it just made, I think if you're establishing, I, I thought of this match very much as, in a way, establishing the legend that is Minoru Suzuki in front of the American audience. And because, also because of the accidental blood, this was the perfect match to do that. He is all aura. He is all legend. He gets the blood, wipes off his face, licks it off his hand, and just goes in to try to kill Moxley even more. I thought this was really good. I don't think, you know, I don't think it was the best John Moxley match ever. I don't think it's the best Suzuki match ever. But I think this match was very good and established Suzuki as a threat. And they're coming back. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's coming back to Dynamite. So we got a little bit of a rivalry. And I'm sure that Kaze Ninare nonsense is going to be brought up uh, next week on Dynamite with him and Lance Archer addressing John Moxley's hometown, uh, what was it? Hometown allegiance or whatever. So yeah. I'm very excited to see more of Suzuki on Wednesday nights. Uh, and I thought this uh, match was really good. Will he? I think if anything else, we'll get a tag match. Probably Lance and Suzuki versus Mox and 
I don't know, Eddie Kingston probably. Yeah, that clearly makes no sense. And then but Suzuki going back together, oh, baby. Oh, Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking about that now. Whew. What a uh, thoughts on the uh, wasted Brian Cage? Just kidding. No one cares. <laughs> Moving on. The show's over. This has been a Countout Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.